Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 3rd of December 2017. I'm your host Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Get ready for a game of the year, not this podcast. <laughs> I was just um, saying, you've got four more weeks to get ready, but get ready. And Robert Kemp. Buff daddy. <laughs> okay. How long have we got to get ready, but get ready? Four, four more weeks. Four more weeks. Technically, I think I'm the... Um, our nearest to the end of the year podcast might actually be on New Year's Eve, which I assume is not going to be our game of the year. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I mean, I guess it could be, right? <laughs> Maybe depends what other plans might be happening around that time. Hmm. Yeah, we might have to do it the day before, but that'll be all right. Yeah, whenever we've got loads of time. But yeah, about four more weeks. We got Crimbo Limbo. <laughs> Indeed, it's the, it's the time right. for that stuff to be there happening. Days of podcasts that could be made. <laughs> Podcast for days. Three hours. Yeah, yeah. Or hours and hours. Yeah. Well, I don't know because I'm really struggling for like proper. Yeah. You say not, that, but that's not that's not how that works. Nominatory. This is how this is how every podcast works for us. We're like, oh, we haven't got any news this week. It'll be a short one, and then it's two and a half hours as always. Because <laughs> we find something dumb to talk. Yes, about. and gave the even more opportunity to talk about a variety of dumb things. And plus, which at this point, I I mean, I'm sure there's been some amount of thought about it, but I haven't even looked at the list of every game that came out this year and that'll be when I'll suddenly be like oh yeah I guess yeah <laughs> and then I'll come up with a bunch of dumb shit to say about things but I'm not 100% sure we we haven't covered as much 2017 stuff this also, year also we say this every year <laughs> no, but like, uh, like I, actually I think... my list is a lot shorter than the 2016 list right and now. also I think with the Switch situation like we've all played the same games yeah, and they're all the so best we're, games we're... so that will at least help for one of the awards we're definitely a little less varied this year yeah in terms of our content. a lot more varied yeah. I've got some yeah predictions <laughs> already, but that came from tight. Yeah, mm. don't reveal our secrets because we'll, apparently we'll need them during that podcast. I know but what like best I story is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> that one's uh, obvious. What? Best what story. Don't discuss it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cease, this, cease this topic. Sonic forces. Yeah, Sonic <laughs> forces. <laughs> See, that's what we might not actually play. No, hey, we it for Christmas, so, which hey, is distinctly possible. We need a category for like um, customizable costumes, like best, best. Yeah, because because <laughs> like many of those this year, though. Yeah, you well, can no, put it in, in Sonic, Sonic forces, forces and in Zelda. You can change your costume. Oh, well, I guess it's very vital. Yeah, best best costume change. <laughs> yeah, ah. best skins. Yeah, In fairness, that would have gone to Overwatch last year had we had that category. Would it? It's got the it's got the hottest skins, man. Did it hottest last year? Skins. Yeah, or were the hotter ones this year? No, nah, most of most of the good skins were added last year. <laughs> I mean, they haven't actually added that many this year. I don't think. Right, you're right. Let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah. What else is going on? Best skins. What else is going on? Uh, I saw Justice League. If you want to talk about stupid oh, stuff, oh no, yeah. <laughs> trying to avoid it. You know, um, I actually just wanted to say it's not that bad. It's actually yeah. not that bad. Like yeah. compared to like the, you know the other DC efforts that have involved. Super I heard it was bad. more enjoyably terrible rather than like um, yeah, just miserable and depressing. It's, you know, it's got a few jokes. You know, here and there, and it's, I heard all it, the jokes it, were in the trailer, though. So, <laughs> uh, a lot of the best ones, yeah. <laughs> but they, but it's 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 a tonal shift, and it visually looks the same as the previous ones. But it's not. But but the actual uh, dialogue isn't all super serious. Anymore. Could you tell and which scenes were Zack Snyder and which were reshoots by Joss Whedon? N- honestly, no. Okay, but I. 
didn't pay that much attention. I assume most of the talky scenes were the ones that were reshot because I guess all the other ones yeah. had to have been planned way in advance. Yeah, I guess so. Suddenly, the, which, the screen which might be why has it color on it. <laughs> yeah, which might be why it worked a bit better. Hmm. It's still not any a patch on any Marvel film, any of them. Man, that but, Thor film was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you saw it at last Ragnarok. Oh, good. Yeah, Ragnarok was awesome. You should see it's that. Egg. Good. It's pretty funny. And they get they get because the thing is with Marvel is they get to the point where with those films, not the like tentpole ones like Avengers or whatever, where everything has to come together and be ridiculous, but the ones where it's like individual heroes. <laughs> now that they've set them up, now they could just do stupid shit or or yeah, just yeah. go completely off piste, and that's the fun part. And they and they have the confidence to do to, it. But they've still somehow got to bring it together for Infinity War next year. I suppose. Well, that's, that's their big problem with those films is like they want they like you can make these individual films where the individual heroes go off and do their own thing, but yeah. then it, like it has to do a diamond, and then somehow they have to come back. <laughs> yeah, when but, they get speed up. But the, the only diamond but, they need is like the the collection of it's about a collection of MacGuffins, right? So each one of them. Has has an individual MacGuffin, and then they come together What's to bad guy who wants place? to collect There's the MacGuffins. Too many MacGuffins. That's the trouble. Except the MacGuffins are all over the place at the moment. The so Infinity it's... Stones or yeah. infinite, Infinity MacGuffins, yeah. and he's he's going to collect them. That's his plan. Evil. He's a big purple space monster, and he's going to collect all the MacGuffins. He's got a big golden glove. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he's even going to collect them. I think they just might all just turn up at the same place, right. and he'll just be like, "Oh, thanks." Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was convenient. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of that for sure. I heard. I, mean, I haven't seen Justice sure League, but I heard like, there's a bit where the MacGuffin, the Infinity, not the cube, hypercube thing, they use it and then they sort of the leave it, leave it unattended, and the baddie just turns up and goes, "Yoink!" Is that correct? Uh, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that that, to- that totally happens. It's the most idiotic part yeah, of the film retarded. where they're just like, oh, "Sorry, we need we need to use this thing for something." And they don't. At no point does anyone go. That might draw the attention of the thing we're trying to stop from getting the thing, and it totally does. And they just sort of <laughs> make it while they're not looking. While they're not looking, genius. Yeah. Oh man, they are, the Justice League, as it turns out, they're not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise! Oh, they eventually get the job done by coming together as a team. To uh, make sure that the one who's way more powerful than the others actually does it. It can be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and also, the, it's basically it's basically the Avengers, because the, like, the enemy's quite a lot like the Chitauri. Well, you know, I mean... In, in some ways, I just, without giant, just without League, giant space worms. Doesn't Justice League predate the Avengers as a concept? It, I think it does, yeah. Yeah. But that was a while back. I don't know when. When was the Justice League? Do you think the sixties or maybe even earlier? No, mm, don't know actually. Mm. Anyway, don't know enough about me comic history. Or, 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 or more correctly, that, making... the Justice League just... of America. That's the real name. <laughs> sure, but they're just making up like they're just picking what they think are the best plot lines and shoving them in there right now, aren't they? With no build up to them hence the whole death of superman thing oh completely they totally you know like, they're just, they're just taking like yeah they're taking the like tentpole moments is that, is that the word tentpole probably yeah something like i don't that, know yeah. i just used it so that might be why it's in your head <laughs> okay right but i used it i don't know what it means yeah but, well they're taking the biggest moments and just shoving them in there at the moment how how long until one of these film series goes for the ultimate uh, the ultimate maneuver of just doing alternate Earth, where it's just like oh now we're in a now it's oh a yeah dimension yeah they'll now do crisis every, everything resets 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happened in well, the comics, so it's bound to happen eventually yeah. in the MCU. They'll just they're be like, still... oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, first they'll have to do a whole series of, like, ultra versions of the characters where they're, yeah, like, where the they insane version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's fine. Different dimension. <laughs> you should just do the Injustice storylines. Right? Because those are better. <laughs> well, they already sort of used up the Civil War storyline, but not, right? Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so it was more like a Civil Scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, good term. Civil scuffle. Civil scuffle. Best avoided those. The, the, there are, there are deep, the thing is, is that none of Justice League doesn't visit any of the foreshadowing, or the heavy-handed foreshadowing, shall we say, from Dawn of Justice. Um, well, like, not yet. Yeah, none, none of like that. It's like the first touched. couple of Marvel films where it's just like they don't seem to link up, but then oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but normally in the Marvel films, like the the the, actual, the teaser at the end of the film actually leads into pretty much the very next thing that happens. Well, they do these one. days because they got a plan yeah. now. Yeah. Now they do. Maybe not like the first couple. Of times. No, but I think I preferred like, the original ones stuff. where they were like, well, I guess that all the original the, the original ones were all designed to head to the Avengers, right? And that was the yeah. only point where they came together yeah. was the yeah. Avengers film, and so all of those leading up to the teasers were like a bit abstract a bit what's going yeah. on a bit yeah. uh, and then the avengers lands and it's like oh everything comes together suddenly whereas now the teasers are like this is what's happening in the next film with doctor strange in it oh yeah but it was kind of a cameo him in in a uh, thought to yeah, be fair absolutely. i mean the biggest one is civil war and that one was like supposed to be a captain america film but it was actually like quite a lot better than avengers 2 yes agreed uh, yeah, uh, but the, those directors are doing Avengers, aren't they? So I guess that gives hope. But I saw the trailer, and there's just too many characters. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought some of the aren't some of the directors on that stuff working on Star Trek now or something like that. It's the Russo so, brothers, isn't it? I don't know. There's, there's. I think there's Star Trek's got someone weird at the helm at the moment. Like Star Abrams Trek. has let 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 go or something. He hasn't done it for years, Abrams. No, he did the first one, didn't he? Then, no, he did the second one as well, which was bad. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah. Um, but he's doing Star Wars 3, uh, you know, which is good. Good. You know, whatever it's called. The final installment <laughs> before. <laughs> the technically final. Well, they've already announced that the director of the <laughs> one about to come out, Ryan Johnson, is going to do a whole new trilogy. So is the, is the next one going to just be called the last arrestist Jedi? <laughs> the most lastest of the, the Jedi. <laughs> well, they have to start. They've got to invert it now. Now you've got to start counting up, like the the, the first few Jedi, the second <laughs> death of the Jedi. <laughs> no, there's there's more of them now. You're going to start rebuilding the Jedi, right? I mean, that's what they tried to do in that period between the sixth and seventh birth of the Council. Yeah, and fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Return of the Younglings. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too many prequel that? means. <laughs> There's quite a lot about that young, you know, that he murders all the younglings. Yep, mm. younglings. <laughs> what a brilliant name! And uh, the kid who's like going, "What are we going to do before he murders them all?" He calls him Master. Uh, and the whole point was that he wasn't he granted the rank master. of master, so he's like, oh, you called me master, but I'm still going to murder you. That's probably why he murdered them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he reminded him of Wait, what he well, couldn't yeah. be. It was like a sarcastic, like... Yeah, yeah. you just imagine him going yeah. all Danny Dyer at the moment. So like, what are you saying, mate? You're taking the piss? Yeah, you're taking the piss, mate. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, how do you how do you like those limbs? Attached or not attached? <laughs> God. Yes, mate. Anyway, films. Yeah. That, that was all films. I really wanted to say. That. End that was, of that was that. film section. Really. That was the end dumb of, film I saw. End of dumb film section. Yeah. Now let's transition into my dumb section, kitchen bitchin'. Uh, we we need a jingle for, for kitchen yeah, bitchin'. We need, we need a jingle. <laughs> we kind of don't. He's in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's bitchin'. <laughs> It's time for the kitchen bitching. Is it called this? I've just realised. Is this? Is it called kitchen bitching because because the it rhymes? The, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the fridge magnet that you have in the kitchen and has been there for like twenty years. I'm not sure we have that any longer. There used to be one that said, but, "There's yes, a reason kitchen that. rhymes with bitching." Yes, the kitchen yeah, rhymes yeah. with bitching did exist at some point in that particular kitchen. And we're yeah. bitching about things in the kitchen. <laughs> so like, yeah, I know, but I was wondering if it one came one. from the fact that this particular kitchen has used to have a fridge magnet in that actually said the phrase. Maybe subconsciously, <laughs> like maybe that made us uh, come up with that name instead of some other kitchen-related pun. If you call that a pun. I mean, what else would we call it, right? What was, what was another name? Well, that's where we came up with little stuff like house grouse. <laughs> yeah, that's not in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. House grouse is pretty good because, like, oh, grouse, grouse is a weird word, but it does actually work, right? Yeah, it does. But anyway, our kettle finally died for real. Oh wait, the oh. The, the replacement broken kettle? As no, well. the the one that has been there for like the last however many years I've been bitching about. <laughs> right, okay. that one's finally. Finally, actually, for real, died. But not not got just a... got replaced because we wanted a new kettle. It's actually died. No, okay. So you were still using the old one, even though the replacement was there. No, there was no replacement. Oh, I thought there was a replacement. There was you a te- about that. There was a, uh, that temporary, like e- experimental replacement, which was determined to be too loud. Like it's loud. Oh right, so that uh, it was too loud and got discontinued from Bands for loudness <laughs> it came from the charity shop so you know the stuff, oh, stuff comes and goes from our house from there all the right. time okay i didn't like, re- i didn't realize to keep this, no send it back i didn't, I didn't realize the loud one had been banished but the new one we've got also sucks <laughs> right. god damn it couldn't couldn't they've just i mean you know that my kettle's all right right no it's not oh, it's pretty it. bad <laughs> my kettle's it's pretty bad. It boils waters, it pours, and it doesn't cause a mess. That, what else it do you It does want? cause a mess. It's really badly designed. It where doesn't cause a mess. Where, like, if you pour, if you tip it up too soon after it's boiled, it makes the boil too much, and then it all spurts out of the spout and goes everywhere. That's because you're pulling it off when it's still boiling. Just it's, give it a moment to settle. It's because it's badly designed. <laughs> just, just don't pour no, bubbling water. No other kettle I've ever used does that. <laughs> I don't see a problem. You're not going to drink it while it's going wobble, wobble, blah, blah. So that, just, that's just, irrelevant. Just, You're so pouring it out while it's as you're filling it, it too be. much. Or you're filling it too much. Also badly designed if it's able to be filled to a point where you can overfill Every it. Every kettle can be filled too much. <laughs> that's not a design flaw. Well, it's just... The design flaw is that your kettle wow. doesn't this is take as much water as it should before it becomes too much, <laughs> apparently. Well, yeah, in, in fairness, that yeah, the little gauge <laughs> on the side has been crap for like, half its life. Well, I don't... And that doesn't really work. Well, not necessarily the gauge. I mean, like, this point that we're talking about where you're overfilling it and it's spewing everywhere is below what it's rated for its maximum on that gauge. See, I don't know. I think you fill, fill the kettle quite a bit, like, compared to what I'd normally do. So there. No. <laughs> so there. Your kettle is bad. My kettle works fine. I'm trying to think yeah. what the best kettle I've ever used is. I can't remember. What was? What's your top kettle in life? <laughs> This one. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like the only one you've ever had, though. No, I've had more than we had a 
we had a one of those tall silver blue ones at 64 you know where you've turned it on and a blue light came on inside for no <laughs> reason yeah okay yeah i think i do vaguely remember that oh yeah to I'm make all of the water bright blue right as it's pointed. yeah because it looks like water i think <laughs> right. the best kettles are probably like the traditional sort of tall cylindrical plastic kettles they're just it, there's a reason they were like that to start with all the modern design that people try and do just makes kettles worse they do still exist we've got one at work that's basically that like this new kettle that we've got now isn't again the same mistake has been made a metal body which makes it real loud and burn your hand dangerous right as i previously discussed about metal kettles that's just bad design in general and they look cool. And it's also incredibly loud, so I'm surprised this kettle has even lasted. But this one was, a, like, bought from a store, so it can't just, like, oh, disappear no. like the previous one. This I think a, we might be stuck with it. No, this was a commitment. A bad commitment. Do you remember and when also, we had, like, a really... ridiculous, like, designer kettle that was, like, a stovetop one only? So it wasn't an electric <laughs> yes. kettle. And yeah, the only no, way... My mum had a non-designer one of those where you had to put it on the gas hob to, to yeah. eat, and then it had a whistle on it. Well, we had yeah, yeah, yeah. Kettles so the because so, you know, the whistle <laughs> had a had like a bird on it, didn't it? It was like a plastic yeah, thing oh, with a little annoying thing having a whistle kettle. Yeah, it was so annoying. It took forever to boil, and then it was insanely loud. <laughs> mm. Well, it had to be loud to tell you when it was done. That yeah, was I get that, but like <laughs> I mean, you can it was hear totally it annoying from... for me because it was in the age where I didn't need a kettle because I didn't drink hot drinks. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think anyone in my house really did. Otherwise, they wouldn't. It wouldn't have been practical to have this stupid kettle. I don't remember anyone. I, I don't know. I guess I'm a dad with coffee. Oh yeah, we do that. But did you? Uh, just put but that's in that. Yeah, that's in the milk. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, we'd heat up milk in a milk pan on the hob, and then. Mm. Milk pans, of course, they don't fucking pour properly, hey. do they? Even though they have a little lip for pouring, but it doesn't really work. Anyway. Speaking yeah, of yeah. kettles that, Those pans, I speaking kettles that do work, are, like last time I was in a scientific environment, a lab, basically, they had a kettle in there that was... Was it temperature of controlled? The, of the design that I'm talking about, the generic white, white cylinder, cylinder yeah. kettle... <laughs> But it was only used for boiling distilled water. Oh. And because of that, the inside was completely clean because there's no, <laughs> nothing in no the water right. to condense. And it had been used for like 20 years. Nice. And it was still pristine on the inside. It was like, see, that's a quality kettle. It's like, no, that's not that's <laughs> also, quality water. It's, well, yeah, slightly yeah. assisted by the water, but the fact that it's still... Slightly? <laughs> everything assisted by the water in that case. But still completely functional as a kettle. And like, because it had nothing to break it, it ever it never been exposed to anything that could damage it. Yeah, but life scale doesn't technically damage the kettle; it just makes it boil worse. It doesn't like affect the design of the kettle. I don't know. I, I guess like it did break the filter. Sure, on, on... the filters are different. Yeah, that was the thing about this new kettle. You put it down, you boil it, and it's like that's quite loud. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to get louder as soon as there's any scale in it. That mm. just enhanced how loud it was. And yeah. turns out, within one day, it got significantly <laughs> louder. I was like, well, I told you. So, what's the plan? Replacement? Oh yeah, mate. Now you need to go through a consultation process. You do all the well, research for like a day, by, <laughs> like print everything out. Toaster and this terrible kettle. Like this is just this is just our life now. I'm still not 100 percent sure I understand why a loud kettle is a problem. No, because people are, <laughs> people can't cope with that noise in the mornings. Apparently, supposedly. 
what it's part of what wakes you up. Actually, well, in fairness, what wakes us up is if is when we pre-program the coffee machine <laughs> and you get the extremely loud grinding noise. It's like, oh, wait now. That's a different noise for sure. Woo! <laughs> I didn't know you could program that on a timer. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, so you get woken up and the coffee's already ready. When 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 no it works. You, yeah, but in fairness, no only ever sets it to make her a cup of coffee. Because <laughs> oh. then I have to take her to the train station. It's like I'm not drinking it while I'm driving. Driving. Uh, no. Steal a Starbucks cup and start pouring it into there. You could, yeah. You need <laughs> a little. I've got little, uh, like plastic. It's yeah, like we've got loads of those little eco cup things. It's yeah. called like a keep cup. Keep cup. Mm. In fairness, most of those are garbage though, because no one's been through like five. Oh, I've got, of them. I've got a good one. Break them all in different ways. Long lasting one. I can tell you where to get them. Okay. Pretty good. Keep cup. That's the. You that's might need. You point. might need to let Noam that detail so she doesn't buy crap ones. Yeah, no one can get one. Um, the, the, from the, the leak everywhere. No one can get one from near work because they have them at, I think they sell them at Taylor Street and stuff. They sell them all over the place in London at coffee shops. You can usually get them. Sure. Uh, yeah, although I haven't been using it, I need to get it washed and back into circulation. There's the thing, I want like, like Costa make their own as well, but I don't know if they're any good or anything like that. And you, and you have to walk around with a giant Costa branded fence. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's no good. Just wrap it in something. Wrap it in a brown paper bag. It doesn't stop it leaking. <laughs> like some kind of booze. It doesn't stop it leaking. What? Oh, the Costa cut. Right, yeah. yeah, sorry, got you. Yeah. Some kind of booze. Some kind of booze. Well, that's the kitchen bitching. The, the <laughs> yeah, kettle has been testing Zach's metal. And yeah. He's got to get one that's in fine fettle. No, I'm, I'm not going to do shit. I'm going to wait until <laughs> it becomes a problem again. That's my standard procedure. You are the most passive aggressive. Yep. <laughs> you just, I can't believe how much enjoyment you get out of complaining about the kettle. I mean, you, you want the worst, you want a parade of terrible kettles so that you can complain about them, really. I mean, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, just imagine, no, what we need, right, is a, is a bake-off table. Like, you just get a line of, and, and each contestant brings a kettle. And it's like a it's like the the technical challenge. You don't know who brought what kettle, but you're going to go down the line and be like, "This one's got a soggy bomb." <laughs> so that's that's immediately last place. This cake is way too loud. It's too loud in the morning. <laughs> if we ever get money for this show, we should totally do that. What a sponsored like kettle off yeah kettle off yeah just let's put this to bed once and for all you know you can get some, some seriously fancy kettles for coffee you can get like temperature controlled ones that don't just mm. boil it and they you can adjust like it, it again it's the like right that. temperature for coffee yeah and they have ones with like goosenecks for like pouring for pour over oh coffee. yeah yeah all kinds of fancy shit yeah. Well, technically, I've got one of those for the stove. I've got like a gooseneck. Oh, really? Little Ooh, thing. Fancy. That that um, was a wedding gift. I've um, never yeah, learned how to do yeah. the pour over thing. I just use the air oh, it's, it's, still. The thing is, since we've got the since we've got the grinder, like the yeah. coffee machine, it's like all of that stuff is somewhat redundant. But yeah, it's, it's all cool. done. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I think I might get just the grinder. You know, not the whole coffee machine, but just because uh, it's kind of annoying. I'm using a hand grinder. No, oh, god, it's, they're the worst. It's annoying. I mean, it was very funny though when a mate of mine um, uh, came over and he was hand grinding for ages and examined it every now and then. And was like, oh, it's still too coarse. Made a little adjustment, ground oh, it really? for like 10 hours and then <laughs> opened it up. And then eventually, yeah, the classic thing happened. It was like, not nah, too coarse. 
<laughs> oh, too fine. Sorry, too fine. <laughs> too fine. Too yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Because you can too easily fine. make it too fine. I reckon for like, uh, yeah, for especially if you're doing like cafetiere or whatever, you don't want it too fine. Anyway, it's pretty funny though. C- it, was, it was very much like the pepper joke from from The Simpsons. It's like, a little more, little more. <laughs> too much. Take it back. <laughs> Well, I what's news to me is I've got a I got a sound bar yesterday. I managed to get the TV off the damn wall, which I've probably complained <laughs> oh, yeah. about before. But basically, the TV in this flat, uh, which I was originally a lodger in, so it was the guy's home that I was staying in, um, mm-hmm. and he had the TV mounted ridiculously high up on the wall. It looked really cool when it was off, but. Um, not that good but, it actually was. Yeah, when you actually want to watch TV. And it was slightly angled towards the ceiling, not towards the <laughs> floor, which was really Okay, stupid. that's weird. Yeah, it was I think it was only a slight, but it was like, what? Uh, anyway, um managed to get it down and then last weekend I got uh, went to IKEA and got a TV stand to put it on. <laughs> Very important. Furniture. And then this weekend, yesterday, I got a sound bar. Hmm. Um, so the idea is that. So you thought of going that way rather than a, a proper amp and speaker setup, then? Yes. Uh, yeah. Basically, it needs to be like portable. So when it, when I leave this place, I can just take it with me and then attach it to the next. T- when I actually buy a TV for myself in when I have a living room of my own in the future. But I got a Sonar sound. Decided to not do it correctly. <laughs> well, no, because the what's what's wrong with the plate with the sound bar? Okay, you just don't get true surround out of them, right? No, but the the way this they, one they, works, they, they is... bounce okay. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. never quite convincing. So this the way this one works is you can add speakers to make it surround basically. Or oh, so cool. it, it's pretty cool. It's the Sonos system, which is pretty good. Like I thought They're originally okay. yeah. when I had them in the um, in the office, I thought, well, this isn't going to be too audiophile. But actually, looking into it, like the reviews they're, are really good from what yeah, iFi, they're, they're like five stars. And um, in fairness, they always were pretty good. Actually. Yeah, like, right, from, right from the start, at the start they were okay. It was just um, in the early days, it was that just you know you had to use Sonos software, yeah, to power software Sonos Kit. And while that's got better, that is still slightly a problem. It's a bit clunky, but but the way this is working now. It's it actually worked. It's worked out pretty well uh, for what I wanted. So it's um, and it's not cheap. So (laughs) it's a pretty you know uh, it's a pretty decent bit of kit. And you can then those things. All Sonos equipment is crazy money. Yeah, well, it's it's not crazy money for what it is. Like it's not like um, audiophile, but it's um, no, but pretty decent. It, yeah, it's pretty decent, but it's, that's what I mean. Just the, the cost for a speaker that it, you know, the the uplift because it's a Sonos bit of kit over just a speaker. If you I guess so, but it had better reviews long. than the the equivalent and the same price range, like the Bose one, etc. No, no, uh, but that's what I mean. Just that when you when you throw the word, it's one of these wireless sound systems in it. Yeah, which isn't actually that hardcore a bit of technology these days. No, it's not that hardcore. It's like the the price uplift is immense. Mm. Really, it's like it's got better over the years. But I remember when they first came out, these things were like seven hundred quid for one of those little Sonos speakers. Yeah, like how Sonos much they? One, they're like one fifty or something each. I think those. Ah, it's still a lot for a single is speaker, that right? How much? Oh, although I may be thinking of 
because now you can get one with an Alexa in it or whatever. I think that's like a you know one eighty. Right. Or yeah. They um, combined with, with an Echo, which is a good idea. I, uh, so you don't need a separate. But those not, new Echoes are actually surprisingly okay speakers. Yeah, but Sonos would be a better speaker. Sure. Um, so the idea with this is you can then add a subwoofer, and you could add two play ones to make 5.1 plus yeah 5.1 effectively because the soundbar would take care of the the middle three sure yes. that's the idea but i don't plan on doing that or at least not for a well, there's nowhere to put the other speakers and it's expensive and to be honest it sounds all right without the subwoofer currently at least for my current needs don't it's not lacking in masses of bass it's just not rumbling the place like my um main stereo also, you know, you're in a terrace. Probably shouldn't have that powerful a sub. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's probably wouldn't. Although I'm kind of in the basement, so it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, it's probably not. It, it, it's pretty good without. So I, I'm pretty pleased so far. Uh, you just plug it into the um, optical out of the TV sure. and then configure yeah. it. And like, it's got a really nice, to be fair to them, it's got a really nice setup process with the app and everything. The only part that went wrong repeatedly was Spotify's fault, not theirs. <laughs> trying, right, to right, cool. trying to authorize Spotify with Sonos kept failing on Spotify's end, but I eventually managed to get it to where I think Spotify were just being flaky. Um, uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, and I got a Chromecast as well so that I could, yeah, and so I know. I'm sort of mucking about, so I can now I can cast YouTube to the TV. I can cast Netflix, iPlayer, and I've just now, just while we were waiting to set up, I've installed Plex on my PC and had it scan my media. Yeah, I messed. And I can I'm, cast uh, that. Yeah, I'm, I messed around a bit with Plex on my NAS drive, and I think it requires a bit too much of my NAS drive to actually run. Oh um, right, without the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit, which is a bit of a bug because I don't, I just don't want to run a PC all the time. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Help it. Um, yeah. And in fairness, the Xbox these days is actually very, very good at this stuff. That's like, true. If, yeah. If, you, if, can if, just if, use if you don't the mind Xbox. about, yeah. I mean, if you don't mind about, like, the, you, I run into problems if I want to watch anime, for instance, because you can't pick the subtitle track on properly made files. Um, for instance, yeah. so I, I can't do it that way. And in which case, I'll just run it through the PC. Um, to the TV, but the X, yeah, the Xbox is actually surprisingly good at this stuff um, these days. You might be able to run. I don't know, but I just noticed when I went to the Plex site, you might be able to run it on your ridiculous router because it mentioned one of the, I think that brand of router because you got an insane one, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I think you might be able to run it straight off the Nighthawk. <laughs> uh, so maybe have a look at it. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It might be powerful enough. The only problem would be um, Plex has has historically had a tendency to transcode some sorts of files, like if you're running MKVs and things. Right. Um, so it'd be the question of whether you could send those. Because I think mm-hmm. when I ripped my um, HD DVD collection, that redundant crap, um, yeah. I think they all came out as MK- M- MKVs. So there's a bit of... Um, which the Xbox actually can play pretty well, as it turned out. Um, but uh, nothing was able to transcode to send it to other devices. So yeah, it's that's where the problem lies. Like unless you've got a relatively beefy machine at the back end to live, what is it? It's not called transcode. It's called they, they give it a weird name now for when you're doing when they do it live. Like it is a transcode, but it's because it's doing it live. They gave it a different name. Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember. 
but yeah, that that that's where the power is needed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to run it on my PC for now. But anyway, I'm not I'm not going for like a full setup. This is like my first yeah. attempt at a setup, and I've also got me and um, Gary got between us bought an an, an extra switch dock. Um, Oh, okay. so, that, yeah. so that I can take my switch and plug it into the living yeah. room TV. So, and now I think it, uh, basically I wasn't spending much time in the living room, and now I've got it just about set up because now I can like stream Spotify music. Like, I don't even need the Sonos app actually. I, mm. I was annoyed. I thought I would, but actually, in the Spotify app, you can just choose. I'll just stream to to the Sonos. So uh, I could play. Just, they've built, built it straight into the app, right? So it can just do it. Yeah, it's in the it's in the um, Sonos. Oh, sorry, the Spotify app. Just like switching between like Bluetooth devices or whatever. You or can just casting. Say. Yeah, because like, your Chromecast must appear in there as well, right? In, in yeah, Spotify. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I could, but then I'd need the TV to be on. This yeah. way, I don't uh, so, need so the that's TV the on. other. That's okay. Good. That was the other question I was going to have yeah. because it's a sound bar and it's connected to your TV. Does it somewhat rely on the television being? No, thing? it does not. So good, I can good. use it as a stereo with, which sounds fine, uh, without. There's the so TV many on. solutions that exist that just need your TV on to work. Yeah. So, I mean, the Chromecast, to be fair, has quite a nice, like you know, uh, like you know, no video screen where it shows nice pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that stuff's nice. That's yeah. quite nice. But I, I wouldn't want the TV on when, when I'm not watching something. So No, I'm so, so I So it's experimental so far, but it, so far everything seems to work quite smoothly. I had I had a bit of a problem where I'm having a bit of a problem where the play pause on the YouTube app in on the phone doesn't actually pause the thing, and I have to switch to the um, the Google Home uh, app, which right. is the one that's actually controlling the Chromecast, mm. which is a bit weird. But anyway, I mean, it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to be pausing YouTube videos all that much. But yeah, there's some slight niggles, but it seems to be pretty good so far. I watched, so we watched Star Wars last night, and the sound was well miles better than the TV by itself. So oh, yeah, and, yeah. anything yeah. Would be better than that. Yeah, it sounded pretty good to me uh, for for like a basic. Now I can now I can actually enjoy it because it, it, I, I I basically didn't. Every, a lot of people don't care about the sound at all. Uh, for it's some surprising, reason. isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's I so find weird. It a big deal. Yeah. Like I just can't watch like on a tinny like a film like like Star Wars or something big no. or, like on a tinny like TV speaker. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. That's like half the half the experience is like the. How yeah. it sounds and everything. It is occasionally painful going to other people's houses. Yeah, and just you know, coming out of that setup, and it's like, yeah, come on, come on, mm. you can do better than this. So anyway, a, a bar is is the entry level. You know, even even I mean, not even a good bar. I mean, even if you got a bar, yeah, a bar, it's it's better than your TV speakers. So I've just gone for a good bar, and then in future I can extend it if necessary. My only worry with Sonos is that because my stereo that i've used with my computer you know has been the same for 10 years and it's perfectly mm. fine and i'm a bit worried that the sonos it'll be like next year there's a new edition or whatever and it'll be like uh, i want this thing to last for years i don't think sure i don't think they discontinue stuff in the same way that they do like your phone for instance yeah like, that's the know, worry I don't, I don't think there's like an update limit on some of that kit yeah as long as it continues, it's, it's to just work. like there might there may come a point where there's like it's a technology it doesn't support. Like I don't know the 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 new wave of the, well the current wave of Chromecasts I guess support Google's new 
AirPlay equivalent for like right. sending stuff all in sync to multiple devices. Right. Um, I got the fanciest then, Chromecast I could, even though the TV is not 4K. Oh, what the, the, the yeah, the, the ridiculous, the Chromecast ultra one. Like, yeah, yeah, that you, you would you'd, you'd have been fine with a regular one, probably. Um, but anyway, because I've got a regular one and it's yeah, it's they're it's, not that expensive to be honest. No, like, they're not. No, they're, they're really not a hundred quid or whatever. They're like I can't remember. Oh yeah, but like a regular Chromecast is like thirty quid or something. I know, I know, it's, it's ridiculous. But I was like, oh screw it, I'm I'm paying like seven hundred quid for this sound bar, so <laughs> so <laughs> that's future proof a lot. <laughs> that's the idea, yeah. But the, the, well, that that's not the galling thing. The galling thing is that if you want a subwoofer, it's another seven hundred quid, which is ridiculous. Oh, that's anyway, a lot of money for a bar, man. I know. Well, it, yeah, it's the it was the best reviewed one I I could find. Uh, so pretty happy. Sounds sounds mm. pretty damn good. So now I'm going to be the actually gaming in the living room as yeah, I've yeah. done for years. Oh, that would be quite ever, nice. really. Yeah. I'm in the awkward place with that sort of tech because it's like I'm still, despite all these new streaming services, and yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm, I am I get Spotify and all that stuff. It's like I can see why for most people that's super useful. But I don't listen to the mainstream like all the time i like i quite like having my oc remix collection on on oh totally yeah on tab or stuff i've made <laughs> or well i guess like random stuff zach has dumped on my drive every now and then you know it's <laughs> like the, the, I, I play from the nas drive here because it's like that's that's the thing and it's like actually doing doing that solution is becoming increasingly worse supported that's um, something that Plex could do if it ran, right? Yeah, uh, and, and in fairness, the, the NAS drive, the Synology NAS I've got runs its own DLNA server. It runs its, it's, it's got its own DS Audio software on it, so I can from my phone tell it to go to play out to AirPlay because that's what it supports. Mm. <laughs> so, and I've got two AirPlay. Uh, you know, my my amp has AirPlay built in, and I've got a couple of spare AirPlay devices littered about the house, so I can do the. Uh, um, the what do you call it? The 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 sync streaming everywhere, which is the nice part. Mm. It's like I can do it, but I but all of it needs to come from another device sending it to the system. If you see what I mean, mm. it's like it's it's like something in me is just like can't I just have the one thing doing the thing? Like rather than having multiple parts doing things, yeah. And it's and it's just yeah, it's just a little bit annoying. Like if I want to use Spotify at the moment, my solution is I've got a little app called TuneBlade. That runs on the PC that can can that can divert all audio on the PC to AirPlay. Ah, okay. So, so I can but, solve the problem that way. So I can use Winamp to to drive AirPlay, which right. is fantastic. That's cool. <laughs> like yeah. Winamp is still the best player by miles. And it's like just just like I, I can't get. I can't, it's, it's one of those things. Crazy where it's, how it's, Winamp has such. I don't like like. Okay, so this is going slightly off. Piste, but um, at, at work, uh, my new work or whatever, the the plan is that for this project and for the for the teams in general for this client is to use the Spotify model of uh, uh, how they organise themselves within the Agile framework. Sure. So they right. have like these yeah. tribes, um, squads, and guilds, something like that. Anyway, it yeah. it, it it makes sense. It's like. Um, your a squad is like a scrum team, but then you also have which are cross-functional. But then you have like a guild, which is like 
you're in the you're designers guild or you're in the yeah. UXers guild or you're in the and then you have like meetups little and brown bags within your guild and stuff which makes sense all that stuff and they showed that vid- a video of like from spotify of like how they work and how they innovate and stuff and they have it looks really awesome like that each team has its own working space which is kind of open plan but just for the team and and, uh, and then they have their own breakout space with with you know planning boards but also sofas and everything per team i wonder if that's changed since that video came out because that's like three or four years have you seen this one yeah Yeah. are you in the same thing or or uh, did, no, very, very much no. We're too small for that. But I've, it, that stuff's been around for years and years and years. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just never yeah. done that. I don't, you know, uh, I just done more traditional, agile, I guess. But anyway, um, but it make that video kind of makes you want to work for Spotify, to be honest. Yeah, it <laughs> but does. The, but then Spotify is amazing as well. I love it. I listen to. I know. I, I listen to most of the stuff I want to listen to is on there. I mean, there are gaps. But yeah, there's def- I've not- definitely found the odd occasion where there's not been something there. And it's normally, in fairness to it, slightly obscure. Yeah, yeah. Or there's like, well, the most annoying thing is when an artist is on there, but like that one of the albums is missing. Yeah. That's annoying. That's, and it doesn't tell you. Yeah. But anyway, the, my main problem is that fucking UI is shit in, in many places. I, like like the app itself on on iOS or whatever, it takes forever to st- to boot up. It's just oh, painful. Really? Yeah. Like I could literally like when I used to get on at Farringdon and and the next and then I get off at the King's Cross, like I'd hit the button to start playing music when I was on the platform at Farringdon. Sometimes I hadn't really booted by the time I was at King's Cross. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and well, it boots, and then it boots onto a screen which isn't the one I want, and it doesn't remember from before. So I have to hit like navigate two different things to get to my albums, and my albums that I have to listen to on the tube, I've pre-downloaded them, right? But sure, I'm sure yeah. it's trying to make network connections while I'm trying to navigate, mm. you know, which have to then fail, and it's like it's just painful. Anyway, couldn't you but, couldn't you have baked more of this into the app, or do you yeah. have to turn your phone into airplane mode to make it fast? I don't know. But anyway, and then, then then the main Spotify app on desktop or whatever, it's like, it's fine, but Winamp was so much better. It's like, can't they, all, like, all I want to do is, for example, I know maybe this is just me, but I want to be able to shuffle all my music like I used to in Winamp. But then uh-huh. when I, when I want to go and listen to an album, I don't uh-huh. want it to be in shuffle mode. I have to keep toggling the shuffle thing oh, because in fairness, i think you have to do that in winamp anyway right if you play an album i guess so yeah yeah um, i just because in the uh, yeah i just, I just that, that 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 one thing you mentioned there the shuffle all button is a, ah that's a giant green button in, yeah, in the app just... you go to an album and there's a huge call to action which is quite hard not to press to shuffle it why would i want to shuffle an album oh right that exists in well but that's only shuffle an album what i mean is yeah. like i want spotify to just have oh, a shuffle shuff- everything shuffle everything or which i don't think exists or i've discovered or how actually, to do it what i would love is a shuffle all of spotify button i oh, would yeah, love yeah. that that would be great <laughs> Just that would pick be amazing. Me utterly, utterly random from your entire service, and I will be very happy. I don't know if you would be. It's like, but I, I love said his chance. Are you going to actually listen to that track and not just skip it? I spent most then of my how time. How many skips in a row are we talking before you just give that up? Would on that would be line? amazing. <laughs> and I, I, it would be fun. Like I spent, I do spend most of my time on like when I listen to Spotify, listening to its discovery queue for the week. Yeah, that's um, amazing. By the way, their machine learning is 
spooky uh, well sometimes. you know what i actually don't think it's that spooky because i think all it does is just listen to the last few things you were actually listening to and build an entire playlist from that because if i was listening to jazz it's like well for one point the next week would be like oh i've built an entire discovery queue filled with jazz right or if i if i've gone to throwback thursday and it was like an r&b week once my discovery queue for the following week was nothing but 90s R&B. And it's like, right. uh, it's, it's not actually that smart. It's just remembering the last few things you listen to. Right, yeah. And then picking the most popular stuff around it, it seems, that isn't well, already in your library. My discover that, thing... That's, I, that, I think that's the only rule. <laughs> my, my discover playlist, I've discover weekly, is usually pretty good. I mean, yeah, that, that I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that right, thing. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it seems like it's only paid attention to the last few days yeah like from when it generated uh it's a shame because oh, so, i felt like it to take my entire um taste into account sometimes it's like oh why not throw a random jazz track in why not throw a random bit of skrillex yeah. in there why not <laughs> you know mix it up a bit it's like I, I know like spotify's thing has always been the playlist right it's always been about keeping things together in some themed way um Mm. In many ways, that that's what it goes for. That's what most modern music goes for, for some reason. And I don't want that. I want the eclectic. I want the random. I want to be surprised constantly. And that's why yeah. Winamp is great, because I can just load my entire NAS drive onto it and go, play me something. And it goes, yeah, fine, great. I mean, even the, the, the annoying thing, like that DS Audio app I was talking about, even that can't handle shuffle everything, because it gets close, because what it has is a random 100 playlist. Mm. And you have to pick that, and then it goes. All right, I've loaded a hundred tracks into a, into into the playlist, and I'm going to start going. And it's like, see, it, which is fine because a hundred tracks is going to get you through the majority, the most of a day, right? Mm. If you just leave it running, but you don't want to listen to them all. You skip, and so you can sometimes work through that. And it's yeah, it's just it it serves the same purpose, but in my head, it's like shuffle everything, man. Don't limit yourself. Just go. <laughs> so life hacks. If you want to know, because I did figure it out, if you want to know how to shuffle your songs, right, uh, put on shuffle mode, right? Mm. And then you can, I discovered that in the left-hand bar, you can double-click on songs, and that will shuffle everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Top tip, huh. life life hacks. Okay, that's pretty good. Does that work on the web player? Because I use that mostly. Uh, I don't know. I okay, only, I'll try. I, that. I will try. But I mean, the web player almost is the same, isn't it, as the as yeah. the desktop app? Because it's an Electron app, or well, it's a fake, it's a fake app. You know, app that's actually a web browser, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Steam or whatever. They've been they've been streamlining that thing to the point where it's like, how many options are actually going to be left by the time they're done? <laughs> There's like nothing there now. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could make the album art bigger of the thing I'm playing. Uh, but no, anyway, never mind. Anyway, it's Spotify. Cool. Spotify in the music world. It's not. It's never quite ideal. No. And with Winamp, like ten years ago, you could like customize the shit out of it. Anyway. Also, podcast apps on Android. Not quite ideal. No, the podcast app I'd... on on iTunes on uh, sorry iOS is to be fair um, pretty good. Like, yeah, it, it was fine. better when it was part of the music app before well, they split it out. They have added a lot of functionality to it in terms of like you can like 
um like say okay i want this to download this often or delete after i've listened to it or this many oh, okay. or it That's has right. tons of options now and it's not bad sometimes it hasn't i'm annoyed because it when i get to the bus stop i find it hasn't downloaded the thing yep which is very yeah, annoying that, that happens on my um, I'm using Podcast Addict on Android yeah. at the moment, and that occasionally has that problem where it just hasn't downloaded. It just hasn't done it. Um, but but otherwise, well, it's pretty good. I think my only other problem with the it, iOS one is like the, when you're playing the UI is so complicated that the actual play button when you're is really tiny sometimes. <laughs> okay, how does it? How does it? Ha- right, this is the key question. How does it handle going from one one episode to the next? Now, that might seem like a deceptively simple answer uh, question, right? In that mm. if I pick a series of podcasts, yep. let's say our podcast, yeah. and I start at episode one, and I've downloaded, um, uh, you know, assume, assume that I, I've, we, you know, we've only just started and we've got like three episodes up there, but I've set my download queue to five. If I start at that point and say I'm, I'm listening to episode one, how far does it get before it stops, assuming that it, I'm listening to one a week and it keeps downloading automatically? Because I've seen, I've tried a number of apps out, right? And they all have a tendency to playlist the sequence of podcasts you're going to listen to. And it took some configuring on the one I'm using now for me to be able to pick episode one and it go, all right, I've not just queued up episode one, I've queued up two and three to follow. Mm. But then the problem is, is that that's then created that playlist as that playlist. When episodes four and five download, they're not in the playlist unless I specifically go to pick at something to listen to, and then it generates a new playlist. So it's never continuous. I'm not entirely sure what the answer and it's, to that it, is. It, but it seems like a really obvious thing, right? If I'm listening to this podcast, episode one, just play the next one. So it, it's might... like, it seems so easy. And yet, <laughs> it does seem and yet easy. Nothing and yet nothing does it. Well, for some reason, like, that must just be some weird design, like, something that someone decided on with podcasts at some point. Because, like, if you, even to go even less, like, modern, my goddamn generic Sony MP3 Walkman. Right, oh, that yeah. thing. That's a cool thing. It's a nice, like, it, you know, it plays MP3 files, which is what I care about. <laughs> That's the most important thing, clearly. Mm. But if you play podcasts on it, and it's podcast page whatever separate from the music it doesn't it won't auto continue like there's literally yeah. no option to have it go to the next after it reaches the end of a file you have See, to that's... manually navigate to the next file and i'm like why why would you not it's like not even an option somewhere that you can turn on it just literally can't do it <laughs> and i imagine like a device of that age don't get me wrong those, those are cool devices because i've got one of those and um i think you've actually got the slightly newer version the one i had um those are those are cool little things, but they were kind of before podcasts had really not really not super taken off. Mm. I was using this well before I, and it's not like it knows this about the RSS feeds or what's, well, no, it's what's not, part of it's a not series. Actually connected or, to anything. Yeah, you have to physically plug it into the computer if you want to put files. <laughs> yeah. So I did I at think... one point considering getting my old one out and just having that permanently plugged into the car. But then I realized, oh, it won't automatically actually start playing from this, will it? I'd still have to manually control the thing. That doesn't solve my problem. So I think uh, I don't know what the answer is with the iOS one because my use case is like I've been I'm I've I've got it set to download the latest three or whatever, mm. right? Of a podcast, so I'm not starting from the first one. 
It's just, you know, there have been hundreds of episodes of this podcast. And I've no, but I mean, it doesn't three. matter. What I mean so is, like, it doesn't in, matter, even if, although I use the example of number one, say we started at 27. Mm. It's like, I, I want to start at 27 and it just keep going for as long as there's episodes. So my um, one will go, you listen to 27, which is the latest one. And then at the end, it'll start playing 26. Um, oh, that's even if, weirder. If you yeah, I had to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Podcast Addict did that until I adjusted it. Yeah, that's the default, right? Yeah, it's so um, annoying. That's what I would. Also, that yeah, that was the default in Podcast Addict. It played backwards. Didn't yeah, like the default player generated it would always be backwards. So they're thinking, even if I'd listened to the one before it, like yeah. it would just always go backwards. It's like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. This is really easy, guys. <laughs> I'm highly tempted to to like. This is the thing that might make me learn Zammer in native, like because I might just build a podcast. Oh, here app. we go. Settings, play oldest to newest, newest to oldest. Okay, there's just a setting. Yeah, and you could do it but per still, you, you podcast. Still have to configure that, That's quite right? good. Like, yeah. it, it just seems like the default is just wrong. <laughs> I suppose so. I guess it depends. I mean, we should talk about video games. We've been talking about crap for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, news. There's no news this week. Um, well, sort of. Talk about Battlefront, Zach, because that seems to be the one news story. <laughs> the news story that's continued to be a news story. Yeah, because they can't stop talking. <laughs> can't stop the, the classic problem. You have to come up with reasons for things, and <laughs> naturally, because you're not actually going to say what the actual reason for anything you're doing is, then you have to come up with bullshit reasons, and then everyone point, points out the fact that the reasons are bullshit. Like, for example, when the CEO of EA declared that the reason why Battlefront 2 couldn't have cosmetic DLC was because of canon. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> We didn't want to fuck with the Star Wars canon, even though Battlefront 1 had cosmetic... You could do tons of canon freaking costumes. You could do tons of canon shit in Star Wars, yes. Fucking Star Wars. Like, or even all the, like, central characters are all in different costumes in the the different films and stuff. Well, I mean, some of that does already exist in Battlefront 2. Like, when you get get normal Rey or Jedi training Rey, where she looks slightly different robes. Well, that's the start, isn't it? I think part of my consciousness has just seeped out my ears. <laughs> yep, that's EA being done for you. Good God! <laughs> but then, because the, the second half of this quote about where he's like, we didn't, we didn't want to do it. We had to, we had to put gameplay stuff in our loot boxes because we couldn't put cosmetics in because of canon. And he then goes on to make us... Wait, he? Is this Patrick Soden Yeah, again? I think it might be. Oh, God. He then goes on to say, like, he makes the dumb example where it's like, oh, you wouldn't want a pink Darth Vader because that would fuck with canon. It's like, well, I wasn't expecting you to put a pink Darth Vader in, to be honest. I was expecting you to do something much more subtle than Star Wars. Can yeah. you have a hel- helmetless Darth Vader? You know, like, well, the, like, like the end of... <laughs> well, yeah, why end not? Of Jedi. Yeah. That, that probably would fuck with canon. <laughs> Not enough. He would be running around without his helmet on. I mean, if they put before Vader, Vader, whatever his name is, Anakin <laughs> in there. Is Anakin in there? <laughs> no. But there you go then. It could have been a skin for Vader. Just put an Anakin in there. I suppose that could have been like an alternate, like an extremely alternate. Before the lava, Anakin. Is Leia There's loads of there. heroes that aren't in there. Because now you've got new Leia. Leia was in the last Leia. one, right? Yeah. I was in Battlefront 1. I don't if you know. want to talk about weird canon implications, what about like Beard Han Solo that's from the pre-order? Beard Solo. When has he ever had a beard? Like a real beard? 
like the, he looks from what I've seen of that model in Battlefront Two, he looks real scruffy, like like actual homo hands. So like, <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't fit the character at all. Hobo Solo. I like that as a name. That has to stick. So yeah, yeah, he came up with a dumb reason for something that they didn't need to come up with a reason for. No, you could have just said because we're going to sell them to you later. Yep, because we want. And that would have money. actually been a slightly more. Well, except that they response. don't. Apparently, they don't want to make cosmetic DLCs, even though. Well, they are, then, but then it, not uh, even more stupid because and so. Firstly, Battlefront One had cosmetics that obviously weren't DLC or anything. So they were just like you could change the, you could change to a. Twilight, if you were a rebel, why not? Be a, have a weird sure. tentacle head. And also, don't, let's not forget that the maps in Battlefront 1 were DLC. Sure. I guess. Is this... Here's a, here's a terrible thought. Is this our doing? Is Battlefront 2 <laughs> and the way it's structured you... our doing because people didn't want to buy map packs anymore? No, it's well, EA's no. fault. Not... Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously. Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> it's, nothing to, it's nothing to do with whether we didn't want to buy map packs. It's like other people had already had that model. Yeah, and done it well. And then EA came along and were like, yeah, we're going to do that too. And then colossally fucked it up. Yeah. It's like, it's not it's not a problem with the model. It's a problem with EA, EA's version of the model. Mm. But yeah, so after after Battlefront 1 clearly well, had customization. Doing, I guess if they weren't doing cosmetics, they weren't left with a lot of choice, though, right? Well, because these, these... the Forza loot box problem, where yeah. like, they had to invent a whole new class of cosmetics to have in Forza. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so after Battlefront 1 had character customization, it's like, why is this not in Battlefront 2? And also, it's like, it's not even like it's not in Battlefront 2 because they're going to sell it to you. They just don't want to have it in Battlefront 2, apparently. <laughs> We're going to have to have a category for bad loot box of the year. But then surprise, the secret is the character customization basically is in Battlefront 2. Because in the campaign, there's various rebels and they have different, you know, they're different characters. And there's actually a way you can hack Battlefront 2 to reveal those character models in the menu. Like it's literally accessed where you would customize oh, the character. Okay. Like Han Solo and Beard Han Solo you can actually make it let you access all the models that are in the game through that menu as though it were an actual option that you could normally do. Wait, so... Uh, sorry, run that one by me again. So that the assets are there, they're just not available in any way. Yeah, that, well, I mean, the assets have to be there for the single player. Right. But Got not... You. But they're... They're accessible through the menu they, in a they, way which suggests that you should built, be able to just access built, them. They've built a customization plan that's just not exposed. Yeah. Normally. Normally. Interesting. But they also apparently don't want to sell you customization. They only want to sell you this, this other stuff that's in the loot boxes. Oh, they don't want to sell you They want to sell you progress. Well, no, they turned that whole system off. And also EA... Apparently, this whole thing has cost EA three billion dollars of stock price, which yeah. is like virtually nothing, of course. But you know, yeah, how much it sounds that, big. How much is EA actually worth? A lot. Okay. Well, the thing is, three billion dollars of stock price of EA has gone down like two percent, but over the rest of this year, it's gone up twenty six percent. Right. So that's yeah, basically exactly. nothing. nothing EA yeah. had, had such a terrible year. How has it gone up? Because stock always goes up. Because <laughs> FIFA, I guess. I guess. I guess FIFA was the least well, expensive conti- game they put out. I guess year. they just continue to make money. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I also, suppose. all you have to do, yeah, I yeah, if they FIFA make money this year. That's weren't the main bad thing. Games, right? By all accounts, yeah, I guess those versions. 
I think they also the stock traders are like, well, it looks really bad, but they're making tons of money, so I can. Every, if if anyone's selling, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'll go down two percent, and then we'll make some amount of money on that two percent when it bounces back up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Classic stock trading with Eagles. I guess that two percent. If you if you've got the money, that two percent could be worth a lot of money. <laughs> So yeah, that's EA continuing to be dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what will actually happen when they bring turn the loot box system back on at some point. Hey, that Need for Speed game looks bad. Oh yeah, and that has terrible loot boxes as well, apparently. Oh, it has loot boxes as well? Yep. I didn't. I, 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 I just heard that game that. was bad. I didn't like, hear it had loot boxes as well. well. Of course it has loot boxes. Everything has fucking loot boxes. Oh man. Year of the loot box. Yeah. Well. We've been in that for several years, but good God, that like this is the year of the loot box disaster. Well, this is like, the year of the loot boxes where people are like, coming up for new reasons for loot boxes that are bad. Where it's like when they're forcing loot boxes that aren't just obvious, they're like, we need to find new ways to make loot boxes that are unlocking dumb things that mm. shouldn't be in loot boxes in the first place. It is. It's the worst when you put these are uh, like. You know, EA and even Microsoft, I'll put in this, uh, you know, the, like, and Warner Brothers, the biggest of the big. Yep, they've got and the most money. They've got the most money. <laughs> uh, in fairness, fair play, Sony, you don't seem to have got involved in this yet. Um, no, yeah, I guess. Um, but they're the biggest of the big, and they've all got it wrong this year. And then you've got plucky little Nintendo on the side going, we don't need any of that. <laughs> well, Nintendo has only just started to learn what the fuck DLC is. And let's hope so... they never ever learn any more than where what they're doing right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, they're still overpricing their DLC, so... <laughs> sure. <laughs> they, have, they still haven't actually learned the real... But they're overpricing Smash Brothers deals. I don't know. Quite it's a not overpriced if people buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, but, I mean that that Zelda DLC doesn't seem that bad. And the and the, the, yeah, the uh, Mario Kart DLC was price. good value, wasn't Mario it? Mario Kart was the one that was definitely Mario yeah. Kart was an amazing deal. Yeah, but I think like basically we've listed the three major examples of Nintendo DLC, and if you take the two extremes off, you've just got average. <laughs> so I, I would say yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> would say they've been one hundred percent successful yet, but we'll see how they go. Well, let's add another extreme to that one and just say Splatoon. No DLC, all all updates are free. Yeah, but I'm not sure that counts. You can't like that's a different that's Nintendo actually doing the like They're doing the best thing. Yeah, doing the doing the thing that EA said they were going to do that they didn't. <laughs> Where all oh, post release content is free and then it's like, well, yeah, I mean on games they could do that. Technically true of arms as well, although that's had a lot fewer updates. Yes. Because they realised no one cared. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old arms. Is it yeah, though? Is not, it poor old arms? <laughs> not really. <laughs> so there's that. Um, what else was there about? Oh, there's, there's something else about the EA mess that I've forgotten about Star Wars. Second most downvoted comment on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think we did already talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. we already talked. we talked about the most downvoted. But yeah, I was like wondering if there's there's not <laughs> when they've come back like yeah. another face. I'm sure they won't. The difficult second Nintendo. single has come it's come in at number two in the charts. <laughs> I'm sure they won't post on Reddit for a good long time <laughs> until everyone forgets. Hopefully, the internet never forgets. No, 
it's still the worst place in the in America to work. In the my internet, mind. yes, I agree. No, yeah. no, no, I've yeah, because didn't it won that award once, right? It was at the least worst, once. the worst company to work for. In, I don't. Yeah. Was it to work for? Because there was the they yeah. also won the just worst thing, worst company. In, I'm, I'm pretty in sure America. it was specific to employment. This uh, particular award that I'm thinking of, because they there was the yeah they've won several of those awards such as they are yeah whatever those whatever they even mean because that's yeah. probably not even true right no. they can't be the worst place to work for well, no, the worst place true. to work for is probably a laundrette run by cockroaches I don't know well no the, the, the argument I saw about one of the times when EA won like worst company or whatever was like what about all these fucking banking companies who are screwing over people during the housing crisis and all this stuff? Yeah, like, but they're probably yes, okay that's more legitimate but you know they're, they're terrible companies but they're probably actually great to work for <laughs> <laughs> that's mm. the thing wow not necessarily Maybe. depends on what like benefits you get yeah or if you're one of those people that made those decisions you probably did alright yeah money wise mm. but yeah it's a loot box disaster we need the 2017 that's, that's, that's our new band name loot box disaster <laughs> maybe 2018 will be better but I doubt it like like 2016 uh, to 2017 hasn't really improved much. Is 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 a year enough time for them to have learned? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's been a year or two years. It must have been two years since Battlefront, right? Because it because it was for Force Awakens, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Battlefront One yeah. was that year for sure. But I mean, like, but Battlefront One wasn't really a loot box. Well, I mean, no. it's like it's like it was a bit, it was a bad game for other reasons. Yeah, with, with it when 2018 rolls around enough. and we get the next the next run of AAA games that attempt some form of loot box have they are they going to have learned how to do it in an acceptable ish kind of way well i mean this the ea disaster with star wars is like the first time that, that there's sort of been i guess semi legitimate like backlash that's actually registered like Disney called up the EACO and was like, "What the fuck are you doing to our Star Wars brand and all this stuff?" And like, stock price went down two percent. It's like they've screwed it up enough that it actually registered at all. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> so I, I didn't know that had happened. That because everyone was talking about. It, so oh yeah, yeah. It must be getting to the point where Disney is stepping in, and it's there was uh, a phone well. I think that yeah. happened before they turned the loot boxes off. Maybe not right. coincidentally. Yeah, like that might have been cause and effect. Yeah. But like the fact that they've screwed it up enough that it actually registered at all at a corporate level, maybe suggests that things might change now. Well, and also, there's this whole thing with like Belgium and like determining whether the loot boxes are actually gambling or not. <laughs> right. Yes. That did that. Wasn't it? Didn't I thought one country had actually ruled it as gambling? Most haven't. I don't think there's been this. an actual actual ruling. I yeah, think like, I th- judges I th- or whatever have said what they think about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe which you're right. Is like 50% legitimate. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because there, there's been plenty saying we don't feel this is gambling. Well, it's not that they don't. I like why I think we talked about it before, like what the ERSB said about it and stuff. ESRB. ESRB said about it and stuff, where it's like, it's not. They don't ha- have an opinion necessarily because they they just follow whatever the government of the country that they're based in says. Yeah, that was what so that's saying. it's like they have they don't actually have their own opinion. Yeah. They're just like following whatever rules exist, <laughs> which is it's it's a tricky one because I actually kind of agree with their stance in some ways, but then also they are the ones that should know. But they, if they're rating the games, they should be the ones that have the most. Yeah, but they're not rating it for gambling yeah, exactly. I mean, no. they are kind of, but not not in that way. It's like, does the BBFC when they rate a film, do they 
they rate it for the content and who it's appropriate for. They don't really rate it for what genre it's in, or you know, no. it's like it's not in the gambling genre. <laughs> it's like the ESRB is like only worried about age rating, so it's like it, the actual loot boxes are like an age age gated figure themselves because you have to buy them with real money, and therefore then, you wouldn't be able to do that. But then they will be affected by it if but they will be directly affected by the consideration of gambling, right? Because suddenly any game that features anything that is considered gambling suddenly become, has to, by law, become an eighteen. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what this whole situation with the actual theoretical like Belgium and whatever making laws will be, be up to. It's probably going to make their lives a lot easier, right? If it is ever deemed as gambling, it's just every game's an 18. No, no games for kids anymore. <laughs> you can make the ESRB ratings much easier. <laughs> yeah, it should be no games for kids anymore. We're all yeah, gambling. But, you know, technically a lot of these games aren't for kids anyway and the whole, sure. the whole reason this is a thing is that like they're worried about exposing kids to the gambling that, that loot boxes represent. Yeah. And I, and I think, or whatever. And I actually do think, like, despite whether you consider it gambling or not, I actually do think that is the trick. That is the key point. Like, if if kids are playing the games, then that drive, that loop, is the same, whether it involves money or not. The 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 kind of psychological tricks they're playing on you are the same, and that's that's the scary part of this. It's like you could be, we could be breeding another. Well, a generation of addicts. I think it only know. matters when it does involve money. Yeah, and I mean not like literally gambling money, like not getting money back. I mean any money involved at any point in the process, <laughs> mm. which is what loot boxes are. You're paying money to get a random thing, and that's gambling by some definition. In, in of some definition, yeah. I guess that I, I, we've talked about this before, but I think the only reason they don't consider it gambling is because there's no way of cashing out. No, exactly. But you know that's. That's old laws from before the age where digital products existed. <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> at this point. Anyway, loot boxes. Yep. There's no happy news, is there? This week, no. there's just there's no real news. <laughs> well, yes, it was just that the continuing fuck up. I mean, Valkyria yeah. Chronicles Four. I wanted. I just want to shout out. It looks like they might be on track to make a proper sequel <laughs> to make it the actual game that you wanted. Yeah. Big fan of the original. Big big fan. And nothing has ever come close to that. Nothing. Well, I guess. It was a very specific style of game. Yes. So if they make that and newer, I'm happy. That's all I've got to say on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know anything yet. No. <laughs> we basically don't know anything apart from they like the name and they said it will be of that style. Yeah. So they still could completely clog it up well, quite easily. Yeah. They did kind of Did they say that about the last one? Valkyrie Chronicles Revolution, or whatever it was called. I don't know what they said about that exactly. No. I get the feeling there was some hint that they'd, they'd like planted a seed that it might be a bit more like the yeah. originals. Yeah. Some level of hype. Same problem as Advance Wars, where it's just like... When are you going to make one? <laughs> oh, yes, but I mean, like, they made something that was good but then it's like it's hard to improve something that's like that mechanically precise where it's like it has this set of mechanics that work in a very specific way and it's yeah. great but like what can you do to add to that yeah good point how do you how do you make it how do you actually make a different game from that that's like, is... i guess they've been trying they keep trying with fire emblem right and that, like, not it's... really because that doesn't really mechanically change at all it's just like it's, it's a new fire emblem story and that's what drives sales i guess is it one of those things where the meta is different enough not like, not the actual battles? I don't think so. Okay. Like, it's, it, 
from what I, I mean, obviously I've only played one of them and I've seen people playing some of the older ones and the newer one, but it's just like, it's basically just the same thing. It's the weapon triangle and like, then you got a range unit and the healer and they move on a tile base grid and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stats, change Numbers. job class, okay, level yeah. up, same, it's basically exactly the same. But they don't have, I mean, I'm sure they don't have a good thing. I'm probably sure there probably is some like small shape mechanical It's because you know, Advanced Wars did that too, where it's like, oh shit, in the Advanced Wars days of ruin, battleships can move and shoot on the same turn. Holy fuck! Mm. Make the battleships way over fast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not that's that's what the, that's the problem you run into. You change something and it's like actually this makes it this is too too different. Doesn't actually work as well as it did. Perhaps they should just release the uh, Advance Wars Remastered Collection. Oh. Just all of them, like with with modern graphics. That would modern ish. That would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, if they did. Like, I'd revisit it if they did that. Do like double double pixel resolution pixel on Switch, yeah. and then just all of yeah. the games in one long campaign because it's all one story. Sort of, yeah, apart from Days of Ruin, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd be so happy with that. That'd be great if they gave. What if they gave it the Project Octopath treatment? You know that sort of. What <laughs> weird, like fancy lighting effects on top of things on top of our old graphics? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That that would be really neat. Tilt shift the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's just made of money, right? Yeah. There. Well, for us, <laughs> it's like how how well does Advance Wars actually sell? You know, Fire Emblem took all the money, I suppose. I guess. Okay. Well, it's got that problem with Fire Emblem is they double down on the on the the, the, the I guess it sells well because of the the anime-ness is cranked right up, right, in that, like, because they focus on the characters, they focus on the... Kind of, but not, like, I don't feel like the Fire Emblem, or at least what I saw of the Fire Emblem stories are, like, that extravagant. Hmm. It's like, the characters and the character interactions mostly are in the background, because it's just, like, your unit conversation window, where you're like, oh, let's see how these two people interact, and then they build a relationship, and that makes them have better stats. <laughs> it's like, it's not really interwoven with the story as much as you'd think. Mm. It's more like, you know, generic fantasy story. Like, right, shit, yeah. the world is going to get fucked up, we better do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing is children. <laughs> well, not always. So, yeah, I don't know. What were you actually going to say about Advance Wars? Did you actually say it, or did I just side rail? I don't, side rail? I don't even remember. Derail you for a while. All right, cool. I think what I was going to say about Advance Wars is why haven't they made a new one? Yeah. <laughs> As always. Yeah. My continuous complaint. Just leave off the Fire Emblem. You've been pushing that. Just take one There's year too many off. Fire Emblem just games. One, yeah. Just one game. There's too many Fire Emblem games. Not even really care that much about Fire Emblem. There's still too many. <laughs> it's like, who does care about Fire Emblem? <laughs> Blame it all on Smash Bros, basically. Blame it on Marth. Yep, that's pretty much it. As soon as Marth and Roy went into Smash Bros, that fucked everything up. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> Made people be like, who the fuck is this? And then the whole rabbit hole from there on. Oh, these games are actually good. <laughs> Just imagine if they put Advanceable's characters in Smash Bros. Fucking like Andy hitting people with a giant wrench. <laughs> That'd be well cool. I know. <laughs> Well, like, you know, it is um, Smash Ball move would just somehow heal everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Or himself, at least. Yeah. 
Oh, no, Smash would just be a giant version of that assist trophy. No, it? it's Smash... <laughs> no, it's Smash would probably be more like Mega Man. Like, the other CEOs would turn up and, like, oh, right. that would happen. happen. <laughs> oh, what, what, what really should happen is it should... No, what it would do is it would go... Yeah, wipe exactly. across the screen. The, 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 enemy the, would be on one, the enemy would be on one side of the screen, and some giant guns would just move in on the left hand of the screen. They go pew 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 pew, and then they go flying. Yeah, artillery strikes. Because actually, when they hit, they go flying, don't they? Yep. Go, no, nothing dies. They just ping off screen, and it's that'd perfect. Be, that'd be great. <laughs> We're full of great ideas for consoles. Got that Nintendo and intelligence Smash Bros. Switch. Yeah, we can only hope when that happens. Presumably, it's going to. That there'll be like new characters that matter, <laughs> and less clones. Pauline will be in it. Uh, Maybe Cappy as an assist. Uh, well, or it will, like, or, or just be a or, version of Mario with no, Cappy yeah, as his attack. It will just yeah. replace Flood. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to keep replacing Mario's down V, Flood is well old news at this point. But then what would it even do? How could you like capture? That'd be a very complicated bit of like it, uh, the capture would just be like Kirby, right? It'd capture someone, he'd gain their power. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just like Should we talk about Mario Odyssey? If we don't want news, can we just like, <laughs> like move into that in a in a slightly <laughs> slightly <laughs> smooth segue from like talking about Mario to Mario. Yep. Okay. Let, let us segue that way. How far did you get down? Yeah, um uh, I'm at the Luncheon Kingdom. Oh, away you go then. Uh, well, I've done the, you know, I've got enough moons from that kingdom to move on. So sure. the next one's the boss kingdom. <laughs> Not that that's ever difficult. No, but I, I've got a, a few from the Luncheon Kingdom, quite a bunch, I think. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. I, I've I found a um, secret tunnel to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. And that was cool. Uh, that's, I mean, spoilers, I suppose. Well, that, yeah. this Dreamly is where cool. we're going to start talking about spoilers because now we're getting to the, the... A, this is the end of the game, so automatically spoilers, and B, we're going to need to talk about the stuff in the game of year context anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Sure, but we'll get there. Don't yeah. spoil anything. We're still beyond. trying to not spoil Dan by letting <laughs> yeah. him say what he's found so far. I will yeah. say the nostalgia is strong with that one. Yeah. That's it's all, amazing. That's all, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. It's like, it gets better. It gets, it gets better. better. Oh, I can't wait. It, that was. A, I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Like, and yeah. then you got the star. <laughs> and then I got the star, and it went. And I was like, "Yes, oh, <laughs> it was awesome." So I can't I wait love to the meet justification Yoshi. as well. It's like there's <laughs> moons coming oh, up. Coming shape. Coming well, I guess it's like secretly the stars were always moons. Is the actual yeah. <laughs> what about the shines? Are the shines moons? Probably moon, moon shines. <laughs> Shine gets. It's all about alcohol. The whole game was an alcohol trip. Well, you could believe it on Pyro Hilo. That's probably where all the alcohol smuggling happens. Or well, if the greetings are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's why then no one can talk in the Super Mario Sunshine. They're all, all incredibly wasted. drunk. Yeah. They're wasted on moonshine. Yeah. The Lunch of Kingdom. Now moon. that is retina burning. <laughs> yeah. It's quite pretty, bright. pretty bright. It's like a game I might have wanted to have made in the Game Factory days. So many gradients. The pink isn't quite as pink as it could be. No. <laughs> you did go for, like, fuchsia pink. The, the classic, gun. like, generic default colour in Windows. I am tempted to say that I think Cookatiel might be the worst boss in the game. Uh, what, I'm not a fan about? of the boss fights in that game at all, really, but Cookatiel might be the worst. Uh, I didn't have a problem with that one. It was 
I found the Over perspective and the jumping up the vomit. Just jumping really up wrong. the like splats of vomit. The last stage that yeah, was harder, but I managed bad. that. Um, just, yeah. It's just hard to see what's going on, and sometimes you just feel like you've fallen through it, and it's like okay, I'm not quite sure I could see what was happening. Yeah, it's like it's 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 neat an idea, but just doesn't work in actual gameplay for me mm. at all. Yeah. Well, that, that's the first boss I've done not as Mario, I think. Uh, or as a captured uh, thing. The one in New Seaside Dunk? Kingdom. And Seaside, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the Seaside one, you use the squiddy thing, do you? Yeah. You're a tank in New Donk. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I guess you're the stretchy farm dude in the Wood Kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but totally it's not wrong. the Brutals, basically. That's when they do the good bosses. Yeah, yeah, the Brutals, bosses, yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah, or Bowser himself. I actually found that Bowser fight, the first one, quite quite a pain. Before the uh, well, the, 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 um, the cloud, the cloud the, one. The, yeah. yeah, the glove hat. Yeah, yeah. I had trouble. I can't remember where. Like, getting over to him, I think, and I can't remember. Yeah, it's like... It, I think it was... It's one of those situations that we've mentioned before where it's like you you don't know what you're going to do the first time so you just take damage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like once, you, once you've done it once and you're like, oh, that's just how this works, and then you just do it, it's real easy. You, yeah, when you learn the pattern, it's just like, yeah, got it, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but then the tricks they pull, like, oh. Then, yeah, we can't talk about it. Yeah, I can't talk about it. Mm. To do looking, looking forward to it. I think it ends... I won't tell you anything about it, but I think it ends real well. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. Obviously, this is something we need to talk about in game of the year. Yeah. So I hope just, there's... Just uh, yeah. Um, I hope there's a few more places to go. <laughs> Am I running out? Probably. Well, I, as I said to Rob, when he got to the Luncheon Kingdom on like at least one podcast ago, it's like basically... Lights and Kingdom and onwards is where shit gets a bit crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It gets a bit mental. In what terms I thought of was what? the end turned out not to be the end. Well, it was like that happens at least once. Yeah. Mm. At least once. Yeah. <laughs> the, class, the classic, like, never ending story maneuver. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you're going to. I mean, they already pulled that once with, like, New Dog City, where it's like, oh, we're going to New Dog City. It's like, nope. <laughs> you're going oh, yeah, 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 yeah. to go to the Lost Kingdom. Well, I'm expecting that to happen the, when I fly to the next kingdom. So um, that's why I didn't do it just now. Because I was well, like, sure, I've I mean, got to do a podcast. When, so. it, when it's obvious that it's like. Yeah, I've done a bit of that. No need to get your map fucked up and locked it, locked out of going backwards or whatever is whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Instead I went back to Sankic Kingdom and tried out the Jaxi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best. So that was fun, I guess. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean I think that's that might still be my favourite thing in the game. <laughs> it's so dumb though. Yeah, but that's why I love it. It's just the way it animates as well, the way it turns, yeah. the way the way it handles is just great. Actually, not quite like the animation of the I forget what his name, but the the boss of Sand Kingdom, like the way it's all sudden, like the no head. Yeah, but I, I like the fact that it's all no yeah, like, no animation almost, that it's like almost stopped like frame. when his face changes or whatever. It's yeah, like and on how the fists change. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's something cool about how that's yeah, really that cool about cool. how that's animated. Yeah, or lack thereof of animation. It's great. 
I'm not sure I like the that boss fight particularly in terms of how it plays. But well, I mean, they put ice in it, and that's like the number one problem with yeah. everything that oh, has yeah. ice in it. <laughs> Any ice physics makes it automatically more annoying. But it looks real cool. I was, I was just thinking about the moons, right? Yeah, and their um, like their abundance. And it's like, it, do you think it devalues the previous Mario games? And like, because like moons are everywhere, right? Yeah. But they're not only just everywhere; they're just casually used as a fuel supply in New York City. In New York yeah. City, and there's like a ton of them going through that power plant. Yeah, which well, you can't access. Yeah. They don't really. Like, couldn't we just have plugged the Odyssey in? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> but they don't really tell you what happens to the moons after they get. Because, like in New York City, you see that they go into the power plant and then they come out as the empty moons as if yeah. you collected them. Yeah. yeah, and it's like basically like is our moons a renewable resource somehow? Like, can you fill them back in? Well, we just need the moon to do things, right? <laughs> I suppose that's where moons come from. Other moons, but like. I don't know. The number of them they're processing through that New York City power plant seems to suggest that, like, not only are they as common as you are when you're wandering around as Mario, they're also super common in a large concentration somewhere. Is it like because <laughs> it looks like the moon you mine, can mine the moon, the moons? Yeah. I wonder if it's like Final Fantasy, where like something like the eclipse has to happen, and when it when it does, all the moons suddenly. We're talking about Macca or something. Oh, <laughs> like no, they're sucking yeah, it literally out of the planet. Yeah. The planet's going to die, and then, <laughs> and then a meteor. Oh man, that'd be the that'd be when they finally do the um, like apocalyptic world Mario game, <laughs> as Sonic is done. Yeah, <laughs> Mario okay. forces. They'll discover that they've been using all these power stars and moons and whatever, and it's it's not a renewable resource. Shit. Super Mario forces of ruin. There we go. Combine the two other games. What cool. happens if you put multi moons into the power plant? Does it overheat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the question. I guess multi moons is like they get re- they get refined into single moons. First. Yeah, that's just a gameplay constraint, though. Like, yeah, thing isn't it? It's like those are just technically free moons. Free moons in one. Just, there must like, be like a. I reckon there must be like a moon ore that's like that has to be refined into moons. Maybe. Maybe. Like it's some kind of moon carbonate before <laughs> that needs but it, that like but then that doesn't explain why the moons are just everywhere in Norway no, like, if it not, was like yeah. a mineral <laughs> then that would explain how New York City is powered by it but it doesn't explain why it's lying around all over the place no <laughs> why does it refer it around like a commodity yeah, so you know the physics of the Mario universe. Who knows? What, does it make Mario sixty four less special in some ways? Now that we know that moons are stars, <laughs> no, like and and you, need to use, and you need to use the power of the stars to open these doors. Is it basically saying that Peach's castle isn't wired properly? Is that is that what we've learned that that Peach could if she just got an electrician in, Mario have had a way easier time getting around that place. Mm, I guess, kinda. <laughs> You really try to work this out? Well, because what? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, well, it's just the fact that, that that whole stars are moons thing kind of, to me in my mind it now makes Mario sixty four kind of trivialized in that it shouldn't have been a thing. But I guess they were the old days, right? Maybe they haven't haven't mastered the art of the star moon refinery. Well, because in Mario sixty four it was said that like Bowser had used the power used the power to lock the doors and you needed the star's power to open the doors back up. But as we've mm. proven that it's just electricity in this world. Well kinda. 
Well, no. Unless they have a special property it's converted that converts into electricity, electricity yeah, in okay. New York City through right. the power plant. All right, you might have found the loophole. It's not literally, I don't agree. Because, you know, the Odyssey clearly runs on moon juice. Moon juice. Whatever that, however that but then, converted in there. But then also, right, it might have been easier for Mario to just go, all right, screw the Mushroom Kingdom for a second. I'm just going to go to New Donk City, and I'm going to see, see if I can bring back a load of moons that I can just power this place. <laughs> But that's them. You can't just steal all their moons. They probably have the same power. The same mysterious door opening power. Or Bowser curse defeating power. Mm, I don't know, maybe. But they wouldn't have known about that at the time. The Mushroom Kingdom was much more insular back in the old days. <laughs> you reckon they were just shut off from the rest of the world? Well, that seems to be the case. <laughs> yeah, okay. Where'd they go from here? Back into space, apparently. Yeah, back into space. <laughs> they already did space once. Super Mario Universe. Let's do, let's do something completely opposite. That's where we thought they were going, right? Super Mario Universe. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the Wii U, because of the U. And we were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super Mario Universe, obviously. Except they didn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, I was just like, oh, what other Mario U game could they have done on the Wii U? Mario Underwater. It's like what? What is that even? I was thinking like XCOM Enemy from the Deep, <laughs> Terror from the Deep, where it's like they made a whole game that somehow revolved around. No, that'd just be like that'd just be Mary just gets constantly attacked by squidlings. Yeah, inklings. Yeah, I guess Splamario. No, I don't know what they're going to do next. But like the thing is related to the Mushroom Kingdom in Odyssey. It's like you can only do that once. <laughs> the mm. soldier of play can only happen in one game. And then, then you can't do that again in the next very. <laughs> I don't know that they can, like. I still think there's the possibility. I know they they split it into different kingdoms, but the whole paintings thing from Mario sixty four, like that. Like in theory, all of those places are in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? In theory. Well, the paintings were like a special case because they don't really. In the I guess they don't, they don't say really where exist, you're going. Yeah. Oh, what the worlds aren't real, or are we just traveling to them like the paintings in this one? I feel like in sixty four, it was kind of implied that they would. The worlds were created from the paintings rather than just being a place that the painting links to. Oh, I see. <laughs> Interesting. Which is weird why Princess Peach has all these weird paintings all over her castle to start with. Hmm. <laughs> I like building worlds. So I can rule over more kingdoms. I'm a megalomaniac. But you know, when you look at Sunshine, that had essentially the same painting portal thing. Except it was yep. like paint on the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just spray and then you go into. Yeah, I forgot jump, about that. Jump straight into the painting. But that takes you to different physical places on Isle Delfino. So that's actually like a portal again. <laughs> so who knows what they're gonna do next? But yeah. There's a lot of that game. There is. I mean there's more of that game. Yep. You think you thought there was a lot, but there's more of it. <laughs> Man, looking forward to it. So good. Really enjoying it. I think it has got to the point that now I've actually finished <laughs> it, quote unquote. Yeah. That uh, it does at least in my mind free me up to be like, okay, I don't have to like dedicate myself to this. I can spread spread out well, also, other games a bit more. Also, because I won't bitch, bitch at you about the game of the year anymore. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> I was always gonna, I, was, I was always going to finish it for that, but I think I think there's I think I better try and get some like 
classically get some other 2017 stuff in. <sighs> Your weird obsession. Yeah, we've got to cover it, man. We've got to cover we it. don't. We literally don't. We keep, well, well, we do if I own it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If I own a 2017 game, I should probably play it. But, you know, you went and purchased a 2017 game and then started playing it. It did. Which is a different situation. But in fairness, it was slightly on offer, and I have been saying I want to play this since it came out. Yeah. So let's segue to that. Yep, that was a good one that I did there. I played the first few hours of Hellblade. Send you a sacrifice. Shock horror. You can hear from, from other members of the, <laughs> of the crew. Well, I'm not surprised. because no, you saw me play. Uh, um, yeah, so this is, as I, as I mentioned several times before, this is Ninja Theory's new game. Bit of a fan of Ninja Theory. They seem to do no wrong, in my mind. <laughs> wow. Um, all the games that you've played from Ninja Theory. Yeah, yeah they've all been good. <laughs> This is also very good. Like from the, uh, so I think I'm only what a third of the way into it. It's not a long game, from what <laughs> I can tell, but it's an incredibly well-made game. Like it is super lovely to look at. Like it runs, uh, it you know it's, it's amazingly good looking. It runs perfectly on my system at max settings. Uh, it's some of the face work is and the detail in Senua's face is some of the best I've seen in a game. Like and this is, let's not forget. This is the one that like, the whole story behind this game is that it's like a a triple A quality title, but boiled down into to be one of an indie experience, effectively. Right. And right. it is one of those through and through. It is more experience than it is game, but it is intense as all hell. It is like it, it does atmosphere like nothing else. It's like it's it's heavy all the time. The the psychosis thing that they play on repeatedly is constantly oppressive. And I think it's like it's become a bit of a pattern with me. I think I have to play one game that's super oppressive every year. Like, <laughs> like last year that was Thumper in a way. Wow. Right? Because mm, that okay. audio is is that. It is heavy and overwhelming and this <laughs> Just the the atmosphere of this, like even even Noam, like you know, she she was sat in the room very briefly this morning while it was on, and she was like, <laughs> "This is a bit heavy." Uh, and it is. It's it's done that well that you you get that immediately, and it's. I'm I'm kind of loving it. I have to be said, it's like I can't play it in long bursts because <laughs> I don't I, I don't think anyone could. It's. Not really for that, but it is. It does. It messes with you. It does creepy ass things with the environment that you don't expect. It's kind of an audio masterpiece. I really want to see where it goes. I hope it keeps this up because at the moment I'm kind of blown away. Well, the trouble will be, and not that I necessarily know anything about how the actual story of this game. The trouble will be like. How much resolution do you actually want at the end? Like, do you want it to I be don't know. completely unresolved and just make up your own reasons for everything, or do you actually want some actual story to happen and have a fairly reasonable resolution that tells you what? Yeah. Going on? <laughs> well, the thing the thing about it is like it, the not to be too spoilerific as, as much as best as I can. It's like it's it's hard to tell whether the narrative in this game is entirely the creation of your character. Mm. Yeah. Um, like the island you travel to or the location you travel to is creepy in some ways, and it's hard to imagine that all of it has been um constructed by her mind. 
but the narrative, the way the narrative is spoken to you, it sounds like it's coming from your own voice. And the the way the audio channels work, like the binaural stuff in the game, like it's very specifically pans stuff either to the left or right to indicate it's a voice in your head. Mm. And the narrative seems to be coming from a voice in my head, if that's the structure it's following. So if, I, if in terms of a resolution, I don't think I'm necessarily looking for a physical one. I'm looking for one that sort of makes sense to part of her, or to at least one of the voices. <laughs> okay. I think. Like, if one of them seems sort of satisfied and the others are going, I don't know what's happening, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> Because there are there are other there appear to be voices that aren't her own in her head as well. And it's although they have backstories and things like that, it's hard to know it's still even though I've heard like almost the entirety of one of these characters' backstories, I don't really know how he got there or why he's there. And the the meta of the darkness, I suppose, is is the way to describe it. Like what is the darkness? What is the um the connection of some of these characters all the while you're hearing about elements of like Norse mythology and like Odin and Ymir and how things were cr- carved walls were carved from someone's great eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like all this, all this stuff going on that I'm really just not sure how it fits into the whole picture. Um, and even though I'm, I guess I'm not understanding it. It all adds like all this layer upon layer of stuff that is just confusing and I don't know what's going on. That's kind of the point. I think the game is entirely built around that. Um, and it does work. It does work. It sets out what, I mean, gameplay wise, the thing is fairly simple, right? It's like you're walking around, like you would have seen, um, the most common puzzle that's been shown all over the internet is like, um, environmental puzzles not too dissimilar from witness in some ways but then there's not actually a puzzle involved you just have to find something that looks like a thing right um you look at it and it goes oh yeah that looks like a rune that'll open a thing um and you know what shapes you're looking for and the game very heavily hints when you're in the right area to see the thing but it does it with like cool like floating text in the air a bit like the numbers from black ops actually (laughs) okay um Uh, yeah, so you know, it's it's guiding through. It's not difficult in that respect. Some of the, the there's some clever stuff with illusions and uh, things that you see through portals that weren't there that weren't before, but you're not quite sure which is the one you're supposed to be using, which one's real, which one's not, or either of them. Uh, yeah, it combat. It does have combat as well. It's worth mentioning, and it while fairly simple, the fact that it's the camera is always so close to the back of Senuid. Like, it's really, like, most games, you know, when you say the over-shoulder cam, it is very much that in this the entire time. It's, like, it's just right there. You can always see the back of her head just, like, taking up a good portion of the screen. So when you're in combat, everything feels really, really visceral and in your face and, like, you're a part of it. And so you're dodging around things. You're hearing the voices in your head, like, tell you when enemies that you can't see are attacking. So they'll shout behind you when you need to dodge out of the way of a sword coming in from off-screen. Um, uh, and it it feels really nice, even if it's not that mechanically complicated. Uh, and like the, the last boss fight I did, at uh, boss fight, boss, boss fight I did, fight. was really something. It was again not particularly clever, I guess, in in many respects, but just a really good feeling thing to 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 
to play. Um, so I, I think that's generally my, you know, the one takeaway. If, if you want to summarize all I've said into one thing, this game feels great. Like it, it's like just everything comes together. Everything. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm finding it hard to find decent criticisms that aren't like the usual PC affair. You know, like I've had a hard crash fairly early on. Yeah. That happened once. Um, uh, I've, there are some, I wouldn't call them rough edges, but perhaps places where you could see that, you know, they took a little shortcut on the presentation somewhere um, and things like that. And there aren't many of them, but there are a few where you just look at them and go, okay, that's perhaps where they took a shortcut or where someone like Naughty Dog wouldn't have taken a shortcut, you know, things like that. Right. And it's because the, it's a credit to the game's presentation that those things stand out sometimes. That it's like, you know, you've gone, you've got so far with this on their small budget and their small team. They've got so close to being like the top tier of, of, of production that, um, that sometimes the little things do stand out. Um, but man, what a game thus far. What a thing. You'll probably hear my final opinion of that next time. <laughs> yes, Excellent. Apparently. Looking forward to it. I'm glad there's some good stuff, good stuff out there. I cannot say this is going to be for everyone, though. No, uh, I doesn't think, have to be. I know it? this is, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of players are going to. If you if you picked it up and you started it, it's a relatively slow start, right? And so, like, I, I like, I, I wonder how far you'd get before going. I don't know about this. But for me, it's really clicking. Good job, Cambridge. Good job, Ninja <laughs> Theory. Uh, so that was the new thing I played. And I suppose, do we want to talk Splatoon? I mean, they sure. added some stuff. But not the major stuff that they're going to add. No, there's new modes coming. Yeah. That look a bit like, like one bomb, I guess, in a way. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like a basketball sort of game, or like um, bombing run. <laughs> yeah, but bombing run. Yeah, that's that's that is the closest parallel that we've been able to draw. Is it's like bombing run from cluster ball of all games. Well, no, not cluster ball. I was talking about like the bomb. bombing run. Oh yeah, but also cluster ball. But also cluster ball. Yeah. Yeah. you collect the line of things, right? Yeah, and lead them back to the goal. <laughs> yes, it could be cool. Could be. I finally got around to playing some of the some Rainmaker, which I didn't really play that much of in the in the first platoon. And you know, you finally had an opportunity to when it came up in the on the, it, yeah. on the rotation. When it was the, when it was on the ranked rotation. And uh yeah, that mode's kind of fun. It's more fun than I think they've changed the Rainmaker, I think, which makes like what what kind of weapon it is hmm. from what I remember. And I could be very wrong on that. I really don't remember it that much from the first game, but uh it's tricky. It's a it's a difficult one. Like it's, I think it's more difficult than the other um, ranked modes to get to get right because you've got to push this thing up, and like any little mistake can suddenly result in loss. Yeah, because of the, like it's it's kind of it's the kind of classic like when your team wipes, it's real oh, bad yeah. in, in Rainmaker <laughs> more so than any other one. If, mo- if yeah, if multiple players go down, you're pretty much done. Like, like, if you lose one player, maybe two, you're kind of okay. If you lose more than that, you're in a lot of trouble very quickly. Oh, because, like, 
you know, as soon as as soon as your team isn't holding the thing and you're dead, that's yeah. basically it. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. But like, I, I have had some really good twos and throws in it, like you know, lasting the time limit, which is quite a rarity actually in some of the ranked games. Like mm. actually being able to hold out for the entire time limit is. I mean, that probably depends on. I bet on lower ranks, it's more likely to to go one way or the other rather than be an actual battle. I suppose the most contentious thing they've added, thinking about it, is they added a whole load of music. <laughs> and honestly, it's a bit weird. Like some of it is like, but you were complaining about there not being enough and hearing the same thing over and over. And now it's like, yeah, we got you. Here's some more. And then you're like, oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> but even even by Splatoon standard, it's a bit weird. Well, some of the tracks that they started with were kind of a bit weird, even for Splatoon standards. From what I, you know, I had played Splatoon one, so I didn't, I didn't hear that music forever. <laughs> okay, so. When Splatoon 1 launched, I would say that its music was similar to how the, the music for this launched. You know, it was sort of followed... Well, it's basically one band, well, right? Yeah, like one sure. in-world band, except there were a, f- a couple more in-world bands, I think, in the original one. And um, to the point where some of the music styles were subtly different. They were still, like, you know, a bit punk-rocky, but uh, some with a slightly more metal tinge to them. Hmm. Like, one of the one of the tracks I remember from the original game was basically just had someone doing... As much as that... Squid voice, yeah. like you can't really hear half the time. This was someone going, rah, 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 rah. they weren't singing. <laughs> like, it was a, a I think I, I felt like the original soundtrack was a bit more varied at launch than what this was at launch. But now the new stuff they've added is like jazz fusion and like country rock. So there's like violins and saxophones going on, and it's a bit mad. And a lot of the not me verse posts. Splat, but what was that even called? The, the image posts like seem to be like, oh god, this music. Okay, I don't think it's gone down too well with the community. I don't mind it. I just think it's odd. It it, it doesn't really feel that in keeping. Well, I feel like at this point they almost need to just do the Smash Brothers thing and just have like oh, for each problem. level set what music you want to appear or the percentage chance. Or yeah, that would be cool. Really, honestly, all games should just steal that system for yeah. Smash Brothers. <laughs> Any game that has that much music to, available should have you let you configure the percentage chance of each track appearing on each level. Especially, especially given that Splatoon doesn't tie cool. music to levels. Yeah, and it has like actually quite a lot of music, even compared to the number of levels it actually has, mm. relatively speaking. Yeah, well, it's got double the Splatfest music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, that, that game continues to be amazing. Oh, I finished the single player, oh, finally. Um, I, I faced off with DJ Octavian is again. That, is that boss actually the same as this between one no, and said? No, it's similar, but I actually think the original one was better. Okay. Um, uh, the original one was a way more involved fight. Slightly less tedious, actually. I thought this one was quite tedious and too long. Yeah, it makes you do too many hits, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, there's, I mean, it's got some nice story moments in that fight, sure. I suppose. Um, so it's, so, so maybe, it's a bit more involved that way. It does kind of seem like they just, like, maybe that's, the boss is easier so you can read the text at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, I also don't, I just don't think the music's quite as catchy this time around. I, which know, is, I think that song goes places that is, like, kind of interesting. It, it's, the way it again, it's, the it, it's interesting and weird in the specific Doc, DJ Octavian way, which I kind of dig. Yeah. But at the moment where it's okay spoiler alert 
but it follows the pattern of the first game quite quite similarly yeah. in that it has a moment where this it suddenly becomes not the DJ Octavian show, it becomes the Squid Sisters show. Okay. And I think that moment where it switches and the tune it goes into in the first game is just way better, way more impactful. Hmm. Um, which is a shame because I have very little bad things to say about Splatoon in general and, uh, uh, other than, and the single player is much longer as it turns out than the original, I think. Yeah. And also... But I do think it loses it a bit towards the end. Did you notice my thing where I said where like they just basically gave up with the writing at the end and the oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like key door do dude. do do the thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely do that. Um, which I didn't mind, but I also felt felt that they kind of ran out of steam on the level design as well. It's like it, it Splatoon, but. It, they try and do the Nintendo thing in, generally, which is they, like, here's an idea. We're only really going to use it this one time. Yeah. Um, and then move on. But then the last zone is like, oh, here's a lot of the old ideas just combined together. And I actually think it just becomes really frustrating. Mm. Uh, like, I don't think those levels actually play that well. I think there are, there are some levels where I really struggled with the camera because it gets like hidden behind bits of geometry and things like that. And it's like, I can't see what I'm supposed to be shooting at. And you know, just with, like yeah, I, I, honestly, the, the 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 last zone was quite a slog to get through. Um, also, that last area, just getting around it, is is quite the awkward. open world map. Yeah, thank God you only have to get to each one of those things once. And yeah, and then you can teleport to them. Yeah, um, but still very solid, very solid. Um, uh, it's it's one of those things that I think would be nice for when I'm traveling that I can just blast through a few single player levels again to get the hero versions well, yeah. of weapons. I mean, that's and... what I do when I need to do that kind of thing. Where it's like, want to do something while my PC is doing something, but I don't want to commit to like anything long, so I can just whack, knock out a few single player levels of Splatoon. Well, the problem is, is that when Mario came out, that took over that sure. a little bit because now I can just knock out a few moons. Yeah, I mean that is also useful for that same purpose. <laughs> yeah. So I've got two games on the Switch that fulfill that role well, now. But you won't. <laughs> like... Which is making me not want, not need or not have the urge to buy fast RMX as much. <laughs> I, thought oh, no. I, I thought when I got the Switch, I was just, that was just going to be an immediate purchase. But it's like, actually, no, these two games on their own are just taking up all of my need to play things on the Switch. Well, I mean, you know, eventually you're going to run out of game on the Switch. And then, you can and then we should probably play Mario like... Plus Rabbids. <laughs> you know? Well, I suppose. Or actually finished Zelda, you know. Well, yes, that also. <laughs> Speaking of, like when I complained you about Game of the Year stuff, like Zelda, Zelda doesn't necessarily require you to get to the end to talk about Game of the Year stuff. That, no, really, so. the ending isn't yeah. as special in Zelda. I don't think. I think I quite like to know mm. how Zelda's story finishes in that. But yeah, I guess. Like, I, I do want to know how it finishes, but yes, so maybe. Maybe try and do that. Maybe we, maybe maybe when while Dan's here before we go on air or something, and I steal his cartridge because um, I was playing your one, wasn't I? Yeah. You've got digital, so I can't use it on my Switch. Girl. I could just buy the game, but you know, it's the most expensive Switch game. Yep. Um, well, unless you count like some extended editions of some stuff. When I looked at like Mario Rabbids, when it like it was on sale in their Black Friday thing for a while. Oh yeah, because they reduced the they reduced the, the more expensive version to the regular price. To the regular yeah. price, and it was like you look at the more the, the more expensive version. It's like wow, that's real expensive. Yeah, sixty six quid. Ubisoft prices. Yep. <laughs> Although you know, 
Ubisoft prices that hopefully might go down, unlike normal Nintendo prices. Theoretically, that would be in sales more frequently than most Nintendo stuff ever is. Yeah, Ubisoft aren't terrible with their long-term pricing most of the time. At least on their digital, yeah, I mean, not digital, um, physical copies. Mm. I mean, even the Uplay service occasionally has a bargain. But by bargain, I mean freebie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there is still hope for that to not be a great. But then I'm not 100% sure. Like, I think, like, I don't think Nintendo games go that cheap that quick on whether they're Nintendo or not. No, I suppose. It's just stuff on Ninty platforms mysteriously holds value. Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> uh, anyone got anything else? Yes. What have you been playing? Sacri Burgess. <laughs> Well, uh, mainly I've just been playing a shit ton of Factorio because goddamn that mod pack, the C block thing, that will take up a lot of time. And it's not necessarily because of it being C block, although that doesn't help. Like, oh, oh, right, this is the the Minecraft turned Factorio thing we talked about last time. Yeah, right. I mean, it, the main mods that it uses, like angels and bombs, I've played them before, and they do generally make everything like more complicated, obviously, because that's what mods do, I suppose. Mm. And in fact, already, that's what you want <laughs> at a certain point after you've solved the puzzle of base factory. You're like, yeah, let's make a new puzzle, make it more complicated, more problems to solve. But the, when and so those just generally make it slower. And the C block aspect of the of this specific mod pack doesn't help either because you're not mining ore any longer. I mean, you could argue that that should make it faster because it means you can basically your throughput increases as fast as you could make it increase, rather than having to rely on finding the resources and then extracting them and like having that be the limit to the speed of how fast you can build stuff. But it doesn't really because you're still having to consume the resources to get more resources and that balance is slightly more expensive in terms of you're using more resources to get what would be the same amount of resources as a normal game factor or whatever mm. so it doesn't help but then like the actual thing that may mainly slows it down for me anyway because I, I like things to be neat, <laughs> I guess. Because I've seen people who play Factorio with what is known as spaghetti, where it's just like everything goes everywhere and you just you just shove belts wherever the fuck they need to go and you just fit in whatever you can and it's a horrible mess. And it's like, I I can't do that. I, I need things organised and like neat straight lines and like buildings all in a row <laughs> at a certain point. But so with angels especially, the way smelting works... At the start, you're basically, you just take the ore, you shove it in a furnace, and you, it smelts and it turns into plates. That's like how normal Factorio works. But then in Angels, as you go up the tech tree, basically what it does is add like another building that goes in between the free, like the input and the output. So you start off with like just ore and then smelt it into plates. Then you have like ore and then you process the ore and then you smelt it into plates and it gives you slightly more plates because you've done that one extra processing step right, and yeah. that's how it's meant to be balanced and that like makes more sense for when you're using actual real ore rather than just seawater <laughs> as you are in sea block version of course but when, the trouble with that for like slowing down the progress of the game is 
unless you unless you do all the maths in advance and like know exactly what the end result is going to be, you can't really build your base in a way that's going to be expandable to the end game. You basically have to disassemble everything and then rebuild it every time you in, like when you research one of those new intermediate steps. Right. Because unless you know or like the ratios of how many buildings you're going to need so you can work out the layout in advance, there's no real way of doing that without a ridiculous amount of maths. And then like that's just you're just sitting there doing maths for like hours instead of actually playing the game mm. <laughs> for a, for an end goal that's like then going to be several hours away as, anyway. So yeah, it takes a lot of rebuilding. You're just like, okay, I've unlocked the new technology. I just basically have to demolish this, everything this I've got yeah. and then start over with the new stuff. And you know, there's ways to ways to help speed that up a bit. Obviously, you have logistics robots in Factorio, so you can just like designate the whole area and just have the robots disassemble it for you, and you can go and do something else in the meantime, <laughs> which does help. Do you, when you disassemble, do you get some resources back then? Like, well, with the robot, with construction robots, you're taking down the buildings and just putting them in a chest. It's like you still keep all the stuff. Oh, interesting. So the like the buildings as buildings, yeah, stay as objects. Interesting that you can just get back. And so that's what I've also been. That's the other thing that's been taking more time for me is because I like because I like nice neat layouts. Of course, I'm at the point, I'm at the point where. I'm making blueprints for, like, here's the blueprint that's going to make iron. Mm. So it's little iron ore goes in, and then it goes through all the processing steps, and then it comes out as plates. And I'm making a blueprint for that, so I can just put that down Shank repeatedly, however yeah. much iron I need. So actually doing the design of the blueprints is another thing that's taking up my time. <laughs> mm. But then once you've done it, it's like, well, that's that problem is solved for the future. It's oh. like, when I need more iron, I can just go, bam, and the robots will just build it. <laughs> We need to find you a job, man. This this is what this sounds like. <laughs> I mean, you'd find an actual it's job a lot easier than this. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure building a real chemical plant isn't this tough. No, it pretty much is, <laughs> <laughs> or, or exactly the same level of toughness. Well, <laughs> real world has a lot more physics, a lot more math. That's the actual problem with the real world. You can't just like lay down a pipe and be done. Unlike Patrick. In real world, there's like fluid flow, dynamics, and shit. That's, Gravity. <laughs> that's where things get complicated. In Factorio, you just lay down a fight. Although, actually, you know, at this point, in fact, in my Factorio factory, the fluid flow dynamics of Factorio is becoming a problem because my pipes mm. are so long. And the weird way that Factorio works with fluids and how pressure affects flow is awkward to deal with at the best of times. And it has some weird, like, game elements that affect it weirdly, like underground pipes. Uh, can be like ten tiles long, but pressure-wise, they only functionally count as one pipe because of that's how Factorio calculates it. <laughs> so, like sometimes it's better to use underground pipes to preserve pressure for longer. But then you're using underground pipes, and then it gets confusing because you're not seeing the pipe any longer. Mm. You're just seeing little nodules of pipe that stick up from the ground occasionally. <laughs> so yeah, Factorio is complicated. Yeah, crazy mods, <laughs> and um. I haven't really played anything apart from that, but things that I might play in the not very distant oh. future because, <laughs> future because content. Patches, patches have been happening. Was this to more of games that haven't come out? <laughs> no, this is, well, half and half. Mm -hmm. So there was the anniversary update for Planet Coaster. Oh, cool. Which honestly wasn't that much more of an update than all the other major updates they've done up to this point. They just like right. timed it for their anniversary for 
fancy this points, I suppose. <laughs> and actually, apparently, like when with the anniversary update and a Steam sale or whatever, apparently Planet Coaster did pretty good. Like it got back into like the top played game really? on Steam for a while. Wow, nice. Obviously, it worked then. Yeah, good, market- good marketing. Turn yeah. a patch into like a <laughs> anniversary update. So yeah, uh, that's happened, but I haven't played it yet. But yeah, I also haven't played for like a couple more patches before this. Right, right. So there'll be even more stuff that I haven't seen. Mm. But yeah, it seems like they've added some stuff that... It's like they've added stuff that adds complexity, but like, is it complexity executed in a way that's nice? Like they've added staff rooms... So your staff can get tired and then they need to go rest. And that also applies to the vendors, so they can actually come out of the vendor buildings and go into the staff room. Can you put pool tables and arcade machines in there? Maybe, but not like for a drop-down menu. Okay. <laughs> you can't physically see inside the staff okay. rooms. <laughs> can we get awkward Tenno announcements to say when people need to leave the staff room? Probably not. Doctor! Yep. Need it in the slack jaw clinic or whatever it is. Yep, that's one of them. Uh, but yeah, so you get theme hospital restaurant. Yes, restaurants. Restaurants. <laughs> so yeah, it's not really a restaurant. You have these staff rooms, and the vendors can now leave their shops and go and get rested. But like, that's a nice management feature, I guess. But does it matter? Like, is it worth the trouble for that small amount of extra gameplay? I guess is the question. Because, like, like, you know... What does Chief Beef do when he gets tired? Well, all the staff that can get tired look tired when they get tired. (laughs) Like how they look depressed when they're underpaid. Sad beef. (laughs) Yeah, he probably gets all floppy. Floppy beef. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of... And there's, like, a a patch before this introduced, like, security. So you had, like, security guards and pickpocketing and graffiti and stuff. Oh, nice. Which, like, again, it's... Theoretically like nice for complexity, but is it executed in a way that's any fun, <laughs> or is it, or with any nuance? I yeah. suppose is it something we just slap down some guards? Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. But still, and obviously new rides and stuff. That's the main. <laughs> that's obviously the more important part of any of these patches. Whenever there's a new ride or a new roller coaster, it's like yeah, new things that actually put in my park, mm. not just these same rides that I get kept trying to theme appropriately because that's one of the things this game leaned into right was like the just making stuff look great yeah and I've, another thing that i've been spending some amount of time on is watching some youtube videos related to the anniversary update well not related to the anniversary update even that just sort of led me to them but i was like watching some videos of crazy people playing planet games where it's like oh my god how long do you spend making a single building <laughs> and it's not even functional it's oh, just yeah. aesthetic yeah Standard. Because you can. Yeah, because you can. And, like, also, how the fuck does your computer run this? <laughs> <laughs> right. How many polygons are in this building? That's ridiculous. It's one of those ones where, you, yeah, just download the file and run it on this thing. See if it can handle it. Yeah, exactly. I bet it can't. Yeah. Because and we were recording at the time, but we weren't getting <laughs> solid frame rate out of it, even on the when we zoomed out at times. Yeah. Although, although a lot in a lot of these 
videos that I've been seeing of people making incredibly fancy stuff, one thing they do is just really heavily limit the number of people that are allowed in the park because apparently, oh, apparently the character models are actually quite bad for right. performance. Right, right. And pathfinding and everything, of course, doesn't help. Yeah, I guess the AI is having to run more routines. Yeah. So like AI, quite unquote. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just heavily limit the number of people allowed in the park and that helps you save some polygons and, and process the time. Unless the LOD models for people just aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like they need to have a certain level of detail to still look like people at a distance. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense why it gets worse when you zoom out. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> you see more people as well as everything else. And the other thing that has patched but that I haven't played is the fucking Dwarf Fortress patch finally came out! Holy oh shit. my god! Oh. Holy shit! And Shut the, the front door. Although, as I said previously, that patch not necessarily much that I care about. I'm waiting for the post-major patch patching, where he said he's going to now start working on bugs again. Right. And it's like, oh, thank god. So, so that probably means it's a buggy mess right now. Well, it, I don't really care about the new stuff. I'm ca- I care about he's going to start, go back to bugs that have been waiting in the bug tracker for ages. It's oh, like the stuff that annoys me, where I'm like, why will my military not equip more than one shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, same bug. Because <laughs> I've got wooden legs, man. <laughs> but they soon will do if they don't fucking equip other shoes. <laughs> Is it the entire military walking around with one shoe each? Well, I had a weird or one version. shoe for the for your army, for the whole or... military. Yeah, I had a they, weird. They live in it. I had a weird configuration of this bug where, for some reason, my military would equip like a decreasing amount of shoes. Like basically, the people at the top of the list would have two, and then by the time you get to the middle of the list, they only have one, and then the people at the bottom don't get any. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> is this just how like you don't you don't actually have a supply of shoes? Yeah, well, shoe shortage. That's how they're splitting them out, like. No, I, I, because I very specifically make exactly the right number of shoes, because you know that's how I play games. Right, <laughs> I do things exactly the, Logistics. the amount that's required. Unlike something. So, did but, you yeah. just have a pile of unused shoes that they refused yeah, to wear? I just had leftover shoes that people would put on. <laughs> apparently, it, apparently, it's a. This bug is related to like, size. Well, no, apparently the bug is related to like the game tracks left-handed and right-handed nurse. To some extent, but the you, you make shoes in pairs, and they don't specifically retain left-handed and right-handedness. But when you assign like armor parts in the in the menu to to your dudes, the wording doesn't really specify whether you're assigning one shoe or a pair of shoes. And I think sometimes if you if you do the wrong thing, and I forget which one the wrong thing is, it hmm. doesn't like. It, you, it starts assigning too many shoes to some people and not enough to the other, and then that creates that people at the top well, actually thinks, end up with that you might have just assigned a shoe to someone. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just go, oh, I'll have shoes. Yeah, it messes up. It messes it up. So, yeah. We, it, you, you can tell it's because of that, because it happens with the gloves as well. Right. <laughs> Anything that happens in pairs, you're mm. basically buggered. Monocles. <laughs> I like, don't think one, monocles one, happen in pairs. You one on each eye. <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate class. So yeah, who knows? Maybe that, maybe this post-patch bug fixing session will. Although to be honest, at this point, I've kind of forgotten the things that annoyed me, so I'll probably be okay to go back to the and rediscover all the things that annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I do remember one bug that was crippling me last time. The the classic... But not the shoes. No, not the shoes. Okay, I mean, they could cripple you. Similar, but yeah. it's the classic situation of people who can't put stuff down. Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> people who like one type of item and just collect it, but don't collect it anywhere that's not on their person. <laughs> I'm carrying a million jars because I like what these jars are made out of, and you can't stop me. And that's going to make me incredibly slow because I'm carrying a huge pile of jars around with me. Dwarf problems. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag dwarf problems. Yep. What a game. That's so bizarre. Is that game technically out? No. no. Is it still early access? Is it like it's, it's not any anything really, is it? No. It's just a game you can get on the internet. I guess it's out then. Okay, it's I guess out. we pull it out. Yeah, but yeah. it's 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 technically an alpha. Technically, oh okay, is what he called is defined it as. He's gonna like, always call it until he dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not out. If it's an alpha, it's not out. But I think we've already previously mentioned Dwarf Fortress in games that aren't out. I guess <laughs> in our yeah. awards. Is that an automatic game of the year? Then when it comes out, <laughs> oh why well, it beats everything. <laughs> I mean, it depends as, what year it comes out in. As yeah. amazing as that thing is, I highly doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> it would definitely be a fairly bad year for other games for that to beat <laughs> everything out. It could have been the um, the, the what Shadow of Mordor year. It probably would have won yeah. that. Yeah, mm. that year. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember what year that was and what we did. So we didn't sure do we that. Did yeah. Games. Nope, that's pretty much it. Darren, well, still playing anything other than Mario? No, just playing a Mario. Mario and Sonos. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the Olympic Games. <laughs> it's Mario and Sonos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sonos Forces. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sonos Mania. Yeah. Um, what's what your house will be. I don't think I play, intend to play anything else out either while I'm playing Mario, so I'm just going to get this done. I think. No, that's not, probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. Get, 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 get it done before the end of the year, at least. <laughs> yeah. I might get, um, well, I don't know when, but I'll probably get Mario Kart now that I can play it on a TV because then I can play it with other people in a split yeah. screen on a TV, which it's I have done before, so I will probably get that at some point. Um, but otherwise, you could have played it split screen on the Switch. One Joy-Con each, the tiny little screen. The tiny little screen. The tiny little screen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, <laughs> you we've got two across your apartment, right? Like we've the got Wi-Fi range in the house. Probably long enough. So yeah, we could probably play. Anyway, um, if if so, I've got the Joy Cons and a Pro controller. And if uh, if Gary gets a Pro controller, we'll have four full on controllers. controllers. Yeah, yeah. So and. I am tempted to pick up a pro controller for Splatoon. It's pretty good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it for Mario though, because I've been using it with the Joy-Con. You've been playing, I've been playing how it, how it suggests it. it. Yeah, I played oh. the entire thing. Joy-Cons detached. Really weird. Okay. It does feel weird, <laughs> but it does make the motion control stuff easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at that stuff with the pro controller because uh, you. I really have to jerk it, as it were, <laughs> mm. <laughs> to get it to actually react. Even uh, though I put the sensitivity to maximum. Anyway, never mind. Well, it's even even with the controllers, I find myself doing the wrong action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the opposite problem when you're using the controllers because it's actually easy to accidentally do something because you're not really paying attention to it as much as when you're just 
when you've got it in two hands. Yeah, I, I haven't really had that problem. It's just when I want to do a specific action, getting it to actually do it seems to be a bit tricky. Like, you know, specifically, it's always that spin move, right? You want it to pull off. If I try that, it just tends to just throw the hat forward. Most yeah. of the time, like, I've done the down throw, and it goes a long way. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, just getting that spin move out in a pinch. Mario. Seems a bit problematic. So, yeah, that's 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 me for now. And that's us, I guess. Yeah. How are we doing? We're, we're under time just. Wow. That's what happens when you have zero news. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 we did talk a lot of crap. I told you. Yeah, I told we you. Did we, well. like, we did well. We have no news. Filled it out. It's going to be a sod podcast. A sod podcast. It's going to be a sod podcast. It's a sod pod. It's, it's an on time cast. Is that what my podcast app will be called? When sod I make cast. It? Sod, sod pod. Sod cast. <laughs> well, no, it would have to be like happy pod or something i'd have to brand it right yeah i guess salad pod (laughs) build our have our podcast built in by default that's just the default feed is our own podcast hey get the salad cast on yeah that would be the demo it's just like yeah it always installs (laughs) when you subscribe to the happy salad (laughs) yeah it's gonna happen uh watch out for new videos probably on the youtube channel i think i forgot last week yeah yeah there might be already uploaded an opus magnum at some point recently okay good he's got my back so check that out for if you're (laughs) for fans of uh watching zeg solve complicated puzzles in real time Uh, we've been kind of crap at recording stuff as well that's why we have a buffer yeah that's why we create buffers we don't have a buffer anymore we have have one video that is well we might have to re-establish one maybe when we do a game of the year stuff at the end of the year we can do a cheeky well yeah if we we haven't wasted enough time talking about game (laughs) of the year if we have any time to do other things we should we we should get down on some videos yeah that's the plan it's going to be an interesting week after christmas or 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 after yeah, so what, what, what days are there? It's like Tuesday's the Boxing Day, and then so we've got... I don't know. Wednesday, Thursday, They're Friday. just there. They're just days that are yeah, we've got time. to be filled. We can fill with stuff, which will be good. Uh, so you'll get to enjoy that, listeners, but otherwise we'll be back with you for a normal service Salacast in a couple of weeks. Woo-woo-woo. Bye. Oh, I actually have to get up. Hang on. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> Catch you next time.